0: third summer and then right before my third summer i tore my acl so then i went back to pennsylvania right cuz i'm not from louisiana so then i went back all the way back up to pennsylvania cuz my parents were like you're not getting surgery 2000 miles away kind of thing you know uh <laughs> that sort of thing yeah. so then i came back up here got surgery whatever else and then um i was pretty much just chilling after that to be honest you know i was chilling i was taking a few odd jobs here and there uh, I'm still taking some online classes and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you guys have talked to anybody who's done CitySaver before or are familiar with City no. Saver. Oh
1: yeah,
0: It's yeah. kind of. No, um, it. <laughs> yeah, I think Virgie, Virgie actually uh, talked to me about it. It was like uh, it's like this company where you basically sell like coupon books to other businesses <laughs> and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I did that for like two months. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Nick Warner, who I'm sure uh, you guys know, uh, Nick yeah. Warner, and then uh, and Sam Warner, um, they reached out to me to come sell Aptive. Um, this was two years ago, actually, and then I just had a bunch of stuff going on family stuff, this, that, the other, right? And uh, I ended up not going out that summer. And then when the next, uh, then this past year, like this past this past winter, right around this time, I guess maybe a little bit earlier um cash Garty uh he reached out to me on Instagram and was like yo active and um I was actually gonna reach back out to Nick in like a week or two but it was like Christmas and I'm like you know I know how it goes in the door door stuff it was like if I reach out to him now he's gonna have me training tomorrow so I'm good
1: <laughs> and, then,
0: <laughs> and then uh and then cash reached out to me so I was like man F it I guess this is just a sign so I'll just I'll just get it done right now, um, there you go. and get signed up. And then I ended up going out this past summer, and you know, doing well and
2: everything. That's crazy. Hey, welcome everybody. That's a we're we're just cashing up. This is so cool. We're we're we live. And uh, if you're if this is the first time you're listening in, uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, Aaron Raleigh's in the house. We're talking uh, to uh, to a two summer book man. Uh, And he currently works with Aptiv, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Real quick, let's just just, uh, introduce anybody who's listening in for the first time. This is the Ponytails Podcast. My name is Andres Gamboa Barrera. I'm with Nick Taverdi. he's my co host. And we've been going around for, we're going for what, a year and a month or
1: so now, Nick? 13, 13 and a half months, almost 14 months. Yeah.
2: Let's go. And if you don't know, this is a podcast that interviews people who sold books door to door with Southwestern. It's a crazy internship summer, more on that, Google it if you want to, but uh, we tell some crazy crazy fun stories and see what people are up to in the life after selling books. As Lee McCroskey very famously said, there's more to life than Southwest Airlines, and so <laughs> here we are with Aaron. Well, how's it going, brother?
0: It's going good, man. I'm just hanging out, you know, reaping yeah. the, the summer sales lifestyle. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're
1: hanging out with family in PA, right? In Pennsylvania. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. I'm uh I'm just posted up here. Um right now I'm actually looking at properties in uh in Michigan. A few of us are looking to go in on a property up there, uh just more as a rental. But I'm looking at to buy a place more for uh for next year. I'm not really sure where you know the housing market it takes like a year just to buy a house now. So yeah. <laughs> uh I'm still kind of debating exactly where I want, but I'm thinking somewhere in Texas probably.
2: Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, welcome to the show. We are uh, partnered up with a couple, a quick word, by the way. I don't know, I know you're selling this summer, but if you have to take a week off or if you're listening in and you want to come out to Bisler, August 15th through the 19th, have you heard of Bisler, Aaron?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, Naomi talked to me about it and I was like, damn, that sounds pretty lit, but no i don't know i'll be i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the swing of things leading people yeah i don't know i don't know you that's, you that's the, like the middle of September the high September season we'll
1: figure
2: yeah. something out right yeah, yeah. for sure but yeah. uh in order for us to get rid of that we're working with uh elevate wellness so if you guys haven't heard it if, if, if your first episode and we you need a people to help you get into shape we did this because one reason actually two reasons i didn't know what to eat and i didn't know how to work out i mean i had some stuff from like high school but i needed a little bit more of a you know updated version of how to get fit so we're working with elevate wellness to help us elevate your life so that's exciting if you're dealing with gym intimidation if you are needing to get direction if you're good at being coachable but you don't really know how to interact at the gym you don't know how to feed yourself after the gym to make sure you're getting the right results uh, make sure you reach out to us those guys are crushing it right now i'm telling you i've lost already like 10 pounds and it's all been healthy 10 pounds it's not like one of those i lost 10 pounds and gained 15. <laughs> oh, yeah. Afterwards for sure. So that's how we're getting ready for that. We are also brought to you by, uh, will Metcher. He is helping us getting coaching and one session with him already. And we're already off to the races, uh, yeah. just improving Recharge. the way that we, yeah, it's amazing. So if you're looking for maybe even you, Aaron, if, or someone who's listening needs a little bit more of a kick in the ass, uh, as, as will likes to say, uh, he helps people suck less. And so, uh, you know, Shot I word. suck, but now I suck. Yeah, but I suck a little less. And of course, we are brought to you by our friends at Active. And so this is exciting news. Uh, We're out here and uh, maybe actually, Aaron, you can tell us a little bit about, we can start here, is is what it's like working with Aptive right now. Uh Nick Warner is the one that's specifically partnering with us uh, and they are gearing up for the summer and the sales season that's coming up here uh, in a few months. And so uh, maybe... Tell us a little bit about if, you know, what the, what the kind of person would be uh, apt to go work with Aptiv.
0: Sure. Yeah. So um, Aptiv, it's, uh well, I mean, it's, you know, it's door to door. It's still summer sales. It's everything like that. Um, The biggest things that drew me into Aptiv personally, because I pretty much after I was done selling books, I was under the kind of mindset that i don't want to do that ever again <laughs> you know but um, we all <laughs> but like a lot of people right like i'm good on going door-to-door 90 hours a week um you know i already did it two years i learned a ton of from it you know i'm grateful for it everything like that but i was under the impression that that's something i don't want to ever do again um but I was also under the impression that all door to door would have been a heinous schedule where, you know, you wake up at 530 in the morning, you're taking a cold shower. You already finished eating breakfast by 620, um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, me, I like sleeping and things like that. Uh, so <laughs> for me, that was something that I was like, you know, I can, I can do it. i proved proven to myself I could do it. But I don't know if it's necessarily something that I want to, I, I, you know, I want to do long term. Uh, what was cool to me about Active and what was appealing on the sales aspect of it was it wasn't selling educational resources. So it wasn't uh, confusing to 95 <laughs> percent of the people I talked to, <laughs> you know, right. people knew it was like I kill bugs. You guys have bugs. OK, I kill them. Um, you know, it was very simple um, for me. But really the absolute biggest part for me and the reason I did decide to give it a shot was it was not it's not an emotional sale at all it's just a logical sale right it's just a straightforward logical quick sale you know our sales talk is like two and a half pages long I memorized it in like two days um you know it's very very simple very straightforward and um even which I, I might talk about this a little bit later but even in books like I didn't really sell to families. I sold to dads at the door. I sold to grandmas. Like I sold to not the people that we should have been talking to. (laughs) (laughs) All my sales were because every all those people, they were just, it was just quick, logical sales. And I didn't like sitting down and getting emotional with people. And that kind of like, that was just was not my job. Um, if I could even get a whole thing, fam- I think I might've had a whole family and a sit down like six times in two years, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just
0: could not get those little mother suckers to sit down. Um, but that that's what was so appealing to me was that, okay, this is just a quick logical sale. Um, it's going to be like five minutes or less through paperwork and everything with everybody I talk to. And I already know how to sell like that, you know? Um, right. So to me, it was like, all right, this is like this is the type of selling I like to do. And then on top of that, um, I found out our schedule was way it was like actually a normal person's schedule um, where we you know, I woke up at like eight o'clock, like every day um, and I'm, I'm waking up at seven forty five, eight o'clock, making breakfast, going to a morning meeting, chilling. And then I don't even knock on my first door by 10 o'clock versus in Southwestern. I think I didn't knock on a door later in my whole life than 7 45. So right. I, you know, I, I was like, I don't have to be waking up random people now. Uh,
2: you remember, you guys remember that was like Saturday mornings when you didn't have an appointment
0: yeah.
2: and you had to knock at like seven 30.
0: And there's just and someone you know, like, walking out old dad in his slippers and robe and tidy white. He's just rubbing yeah, his eyes. Right. Like what the F do you want? Yeah, uh, like, yeah
1: dude. He's
2: looking at you like, yeah, he's, he's like, what the hell are you doing on my porch here, here?
0: Just sitting there yeah, smiling dude. in a, t-shirt and a freaking backpack oh, <laughs> so, oh, oh down yeah the on worst, already
2: the worst was when you were knocking a door like it was like 7 45 even at like eight in the morning on a saturday and you knock and everything's quiet you can tell nobody's awake <laughs> Yeah, but there's like <laughs> then kids, you just hear the like kid toys in the front the <laughs>
0: stairs. Yeah,
2: dude, and the dogs barking, and then the baby starts crying, and you're like, "Oh no, I'm gonna get yelled at."
0: Yeah, I'll be <laughs> honest. On some of, on some of those, I used to I'd like knock, or like sometimes it was just habit. You know, you accidentally ring too early or too late, and you ring the doorbell, and it's like, ah shit. Uh, mm-hmm. I I did that a, a couple times actually, where I would knock, and then I'd hear like something in the background. If mostly for early morning, and i would just book it back to my. <laughs> i'm out of there before they even <laughs> open the door like i can't I know, do actually. any more bad pr i got too much bad pr already We yeah, are. yeah, <laughs> dude.
2: What, uh, yeah dude i, I didn't right. deal with any bad pr i didn't yeah, deal me, with me any and bad trey PR.
0: were like me and trey we were <laughs> okay, Trey. yeah uh, <laughs> we, we had too many calls uh, yeah. dude. <laughs>
1: that's bro insane.
2: that's so crazy
1: it's crazy how the schedule of the book field is what leads to those compromised like PR moments more than mm-hmm. anything? Like they changed so much of like the expectation to knock past like nine thirty as late as ten p.m. You know that's that's what my first summer was like. Yeah, knock as late as possible, get those sales. You know, you yeah. burned your boats for a reason type of thing. But uh, so much of that schedule it just like pisses people off, and you can definitely if you're selling a product where you make more money, like work a, a shorter schedule and get better results so yeah. yeah
2: i think i think like the europeans don't start knocking until like nine
0: yeah uh, until, I, and I, until later yeah um I and think i didn't realize that i think a lot of td and um and stuff like that had a little bit of a different schedule too I because i know Eagle right. blitz like we were crazy like we we knocked by like seven forty four every morning and i didn't stop knocking till like 9 44 every night like right. i I don't think there was one day I even had um, where I didn't hold true to that schedule in two years, and it was like I would I cold I cold knock when it's pitch black like every day, um, right? And that's yeah, that's I definitely stopped doing way. that when I worked for Active. Like <laughs> it's eight o'clock, it starts raining, it's like drizzling a little bit. I'm like, yeah, it's a little, eh, we're out. That's wild. <laughs> you know? I think
2: that's the part about telling people that you did Southwestern that makes him like just like shock like you're like you did what now and and i i felt like i could have done a better job of training my people to do appointment setting because really if you could do if you were good at setting appointments for late nights
0: makes all the difference
2: money money, because that's people that are like yeah come back at 9 30 they're buying those people are buying you know what i'm saying (laughs) like they're gonna want to buy books who who tells you to come at 9 30 p.m on a wednesday that isn't gonna buy yeah, <laughs> They'll feed, that, they're going to feed you. They're going to be like, are you hungry?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the difference between my first and second summer, too. A lot of it was just me literally just setting appointments. Yep. Um, Because I, I think my second summer, I mostly like as far as cold calling, I, I kind of got like a little kink where. I would set appointments. And then after I'm like, I just want to go cold call a house anyway, just because I'm the man. Cause I don't know. it kind of like molded me to think that that made me cooler or something. If I <laughs> not related um, and it turned out it like just railed my PR, but it was always, you know, you always got cool experiences in that too, though. Just driving for five, 10 minutes through your turf, just looking for a garage light on looking for someone mm. taking out the trash or something. And then you just ree- just pull up on them. They're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Um, and you always got cool stories out of that, you know, meet some cool people, uh, pulled up on a few parties late at night and stuff here and there. And people are feeding me and, and whatever I'm pitching to, like, five people at once. You know, it's not going to go anywhere, but yeah. it's fun. It's a cool story. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, no, it's definitely a lot. Uh, I think the structure that we that we do at Active is definitely a lot, a lot more professional for sure. Um, and it's a lot better too. Cause it's like, I'm waking up at eight, nine. I don't knock till like 10 something. Right. My first knock, let's say it's 10 30. I'm only knocking till about two 45, three o'clock. And then I'm breaking for lunch for an hour. We get lunch with like our whole team most of the time. So oh, we're just cool. in chilling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was cool. It's it like, great. we're all just hanging out. Um, and that, that midday break, you know, a lot of people midday, I remember selling books like three o'clock. We did the cartwheel, the three o'clock roll and everything.
1: No, right. right.
0: <laughs> um, which there's, you know, there's probably so many stories just from that sales oh, yeah. loss just from that <laughs> just <laughs> <had a> <laughs> living room and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, no, just from, from that side of it. Cause I always like the connectivity of that, but like, what's a better way to connect with everyone besides doing a cartwheel in the middle of the day than just like eating lunch with them. Um, yeah so yeah. we would do that and then you know and then it's it's the same thing once it hits the night side of things it's like we knocked until um i our pretty much our rule of thumb this year was like 15 minutes after um whenever sunset is like whatever the time on the clock was sunset yeah or whatever um but if it's like raining and stormy like i didn't knock past nine o'clock like at all this summer um, I mean, sure, there was still some people that did and did things like that or set up more later appointments, things like that. And that's still going to be beneficial for you. But it was just the fact that in my head, I didn't have to do this. Like, it wasn't like if I don't go knock this next door right now, even though it's pitch black, my summer is over. You know what I mean? That's what I thought it was like in books. It was like, if I don't knock on this next door, I'm literally going to have a terrible summer. Um It's crazy. How I, it,
2: and this is like. Again, we're pretty neutral. Again, we've, we've said this before, and it's pretty apparent from our, the variety of our guests. But that is something that always like really bothered me is that like that pressure to have to go and do that. Like, there's there's a right way to do it, and then there's a wrong way to do it. And sometimes people feel I would I often when I was especially my third summer I was super off schedule, and I the guilt I got from not going and knocking that late was like it just fucks with your head. Like mm-hmm. pretty pretty aggressively. I don't know if you guys ever experienced that, but for me, I was like, man, I'm like the worst human ever because I can go knock on a door that's at nine thirty.
1: Favorite part of the job. Yeah, I, I could definitely knock in the morning, but knocking late was a drag. Yeah,
0: door, so. yeah, that's a, see, that's a lot for a lot of people. And the thing is, too, is uh, summer sales. Um, I'm like a firm believer in this. It's just a culmination of all those small victories and however many wins you can stack up in a day and everything like that. Like, it's just all about building up your own personal stock in a sense, where um, just to get your confidence on the level it needs to be, because to be able to sell people cold calling, you need to have the most confidence in yourself, like on un, un, um, unshaking confidence in yourself and uh, and your product and everything else. Um, but if you're doing things that you're, you know, you don't know if they're right or not. Or, um, like in Southwestern, it was like, oh, I need to knock late. And then it's like, if you don't knock late, like that screws with your head, uh, um, yeah. bad. Um, yeah. and it makes, you know, it'll affect your performance with a lot of stuff. That's something too, though, that I really found out this year, particularly, um, in just letting go of a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, cause I've had, I mean, I had days this past summer where, it's not like i'm not knocking really but it's like i woke up like i miss an alarm whatever else like i woke up really late i miss our first because we usually had like a pre-morning meeting and then an actual morning meeting it's like i missed the pre-morning meeting for no reason whatever else but i learned to just um kind of blank blank stuff out and just have a clean slate like you know living in the moment kind of uh where just the realization that literally nothing matters except for like when you're on the door you just need to be present with who you're with That other stuff doesn't matter. The future stuff don't matter, you know. Um, I really, like, encompassed that this past summer where it made me more lackadaisical on my schedule and things like that, but at the end of the day, like, I kind of just didn't give a shit, so I still did really well. Um, How did you...
2: How did you learn that? Like, how did you learn to apply? Because I feel like that's something that's hard for people to really get down. You know what I mean? The, to, yeah. to just really let go of, I mean, because it's not even just like work stress. It could be like,
0: it could be anything. I mean, this yeah. year it could have
2: been COVID. It's like your parents for are birth. getting divorced. It could be like my dog's sick. I don't know. Like what, how did you like learn to do that?
0: So I kind of re-remembered a mantra that I used to use. I, I had this written on a lot of my stuff in books. Um, like used to have it on my steering wheel and stuff. It was just let go, like let God. Um and I I've been a lot less religious and spiritual um than I have been in the past. But for me, that mantra still holds true where you know when when you're focused and whatever you're focused on, if it's negative, it's gonna happen. You know, if you're focused on positive, it's gonna happen either way. What I find's the best for me, if I'm focusing on things that are too positive and I know if I'm focused on it and it's gonna happen, whatever, I get like all giddy and like weird, and then like it might not happen. And it stresses me out so um i've just come to like learn to kind of blank my mind i don't know if that's like the best answer but i've learned to just like yeah literally just clear myself out um where it's like hey aaron whatever you're doing right now you know it doesn't matter you know what you have to do just do it don't think about it don't think about you know what could happen don't think about what can't happen whatever i just learned to kind of just completely blank myself and um just kind of be like like Aaron's here. And then I'm just kind of like a unit. That's just like going through the orders, you know, <laughs> there yeah. you
1: go. Just proceed, proceeding forth. Interesting. Staying present that's... and, uh, not carrying expectations. That was certainly a big thing that I got from like the goal period aspect of knocking on doors. Right. And the reset yeah. button and, you know, compartmentalizing the past because it doesn't really matter. It doesn't equate your future at all. Um, but it sounds like it's, you know something that you've really put as a, a clear focus with active here so yeah cool um,
0: something too kind of off that is like i personally i know every single person that talks about being successful and everything like that like everyone just talks about goals 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 goal setting like that stuff freaks me out man i don't i hate that Oh, stuff. Interesting. I, hate, I hate goals dude i hate it like i can't stand <laughs> whoa
2: them.
0: um they just they just get in they just eat in my head um you know i'd rather just focus on the process of doing stuff it's like when i put out a big number like you know obviously i still set goals for this summer and things like that and 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 that kind of stuff but when i'm actually focusing on and stuff it just it it messes with me you know it alters what i have to do um because it's in the back of my head and it's even just you know writing it down makes it better whatever else that I feel like that works for most people and it's proven to work for a lot of people. But if you're somebody who, you know, that doesn't really work for for it, it can alter, you You know, not everybody's the exact same. Not everyone's path is the same. Yeah. So for me, I, I still write down goals and stuff here and there, but I like the whole, the whole thing of making it like your big for your big mindset and the forefront of what should be on your mind and stuff all the time. That's something I just don't really, I don't really believe. I don't really like it to be honest. Yeah. Um, just because they freak they freak me out you know um, yeah i can relate to own, that for sure.
2: i no, i can relate to that because there was um especially my first summer when i went to go try to really like go for bigger numbers so like i remember the times where i was the most in the zone and just flowing you guys know what I'm talk about when you're like knocking mm-hmm. and it seems like everybody's nice all of a sudden and you know it's not that everybody's nice it's just that something about you changed and you're like yeah. it's working i remember that when i hit the first time I hit PC and like and that jump. I didn't know I had. The week before I hit 565. So I was just under PC and I was like adding in my head all day, like, okay, I just sold a 42 unit package. So that's okay. So I'm at and I and I was doing that and worried about my goals. But when you're in it, it's good to set the goal, but then just let it go. Because exactly. when I actually did it that Saturday night, I actually remember leaving that last house going, I think I might have hit it, but I don't, I don't know i and i'm gonna wait until i get home to add it up i don't even want to think about it right now i'm just gonna enjoy my drive home turn on the radio and just chill and just really enjoy the drive and i remember thinking how beautiful the hills and in and, and, and mountains were in new york and i was like this is super cool and this and it was is uh summer in new york's really nice because at night that's it's actually like 75 and the mugginess goes away and so it's, just, it's the moon was out I, I i remember vividly that drive and then i got home and i added up it was like 630 units or whatever and i was like huh. So I get, I, I get what you mean. There's like something about importance of setting goals, but then also like not Forgetting attaching them. like your identity to them and it just like letting yeah. go of what they are or what they do or do not make you. And then
0: dang. Because sure. I, I wouldn't answer. say necessarily, you know, I hate goals might be a little harsh, right? Because I think goals still are, they're still good and it still is good to write them down. But a lot of people after they write them down, they just let them consume them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think goals yeah. are good to write down and throw, like you write it down, you, close it up you lock it up and then until you're done with what you had to do then you go back and revisit because that's kind of that's what i did with active i went back and revisited my goals after the summer is over and i was like damn i blew that shit out the water um and if i was just focused on those goals the whole time i might have came complacent during the summer because i was like oh wow i already hit my goal let's go um but at the yeah. same at the same time There was still a point um, because during the summer, as the summer was progressing, I was still setting myself little goals, you know, like each week. Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, But I I wasn't thinking about or consuming it, uh, consuming myself with it. But then also at the point where I hit a goal, because a lot of people, you know, they're saying goals should scare you, goals should scare you, whatever else. I hit my goals like midway through the summer. And once we're at that point, it was kind of like I looked at it as like a team that shouldn't have made the playoffs makes the playoffs. It's like, All right, I'm here now. It's just gravy time, you know. Whatever I could add on, it's Love just it. gonna make the story cooler. Um, yeah, that, that kind of thing. So,
2: it, <sighs> it, pressure off.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's all just a. You know, it's all just a mindset. A mindset things when it come when it comes down to it. Um, but really, just really learning. Like I said, let go, let God. I think that's that's just such a great mantra for me anyway. Mm. Um, even it, it's something that you know I don't say it a lot. I don't think about it. It's just something that I just do now at this point. Um, just, you know, just don't. I. Yeah. If you know that there's, some, but there's, there's a path for you and something's going to happen for you, uh,
1: you know, what do you have to worry about? That's right. I think that's a, a beautiful returning to presence type of phrase. You know, gratitude helps us like stay present from things from the past. Right. I'm thankful for, you know, the place with the roof over my head. And, you know, it's all stuff that's past circumstances but it brings you to the present because it, it you know gratitude and grace and like you know letting go letting god right that to me is just like it's all in that same vein and i love exactly what you're talking about i love it so eat it that's up. so good really.
0: <laughs>
2: damn
1: good how did job. you
2: do? i i don't know this how did you get into southwestern how did you yeah
0: yeah so how i got into books um uh actually it's funny so i went to my senior year uh well i went to public school right my whole high school, whatever else. And then when my senior year came up, um, I actually transferred to a college prep school um, where I ended up boarding at. Right. So I transferred to a college boarding school um, just because for me, like I was in the enrichment program, gifted, whatever, uh, whatever, you know, you want to call it. So school is always really, really easy for me. Always straight A's across the board, didn't study. Like the only reason I'd get a low A even was just from homework grades. Cause I just wouldn't do it. Um, so it was like, it was school for me. was like a joke kind of, and my friends weren't like bad or anything. You know, I loved my, my buddies, but I knew that if I was, if I still stayed in that public school, like all I was going to do my senior year was just mess around. Like I wasn't going to do anything, you know, I was just going to mess around. So I, I wanted to, to go to a college prep school just to get myself on check on schedule and everything. So I ended up doing that. And then I applied all the way down to LSU from Pennsylvania on. Um, initially for petroleum engineering, just because I looked on like, that's the highest paying internship. I'm good at math. Oil's cool, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, yeah, you know, that seems good. <laughs> then, uh, then I got into engineering and I actually loved like my geology courses and things like that. But, um, and this was kind of after, but the Southwestern thing, it kind of opened me up to like, you know, I like the business side of stuff way more. I don't want to just be crunching numbers all day. I'm too sociable for all that kind of stuff. Um, so then I went over to business but anyway uh after my so after my senior year when when I was a senior I ended up tearing my eight or tearing my labrum in my shoulder and so I couldn't go down to lSU until the second semester in the spring Thanks. so I pretty much went like 2000 miles away didn't know anyone at lSU didn't like I didn't know anybody down there didn't know anything and then I missed orientation so I didn't make any friends doing any <laughs> of that kind of stuff <laughs> I missed this this third fall thing and then actually this is funny I didn't didn't really tell many people this actually ever, but my the person who was supposed to be my first roommate at LSU, he actually got kicked out. I didn't know I didn't meet him before anything, um, <laughs> but he got kicked out like three weeks before I moved in because he like threatened to shoot a gas tank in the student union or something to try to blow up the union. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean, part of the story. so was
2: you my- literally dodged a bullet.
0: Yeah. 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 I guess evident I mean, I would like to, to be honest, you know, pick his brain a little bit, but, um, but yeah, so basically, are you? Ba- yeah, right. basically I went down to LSU, didn't know anyone. And then I moved in by myself and didn't know anybody or anything. So I just started playing basketball and doing my thing. And I was just focused on school and everything. Um, and then getting a job and then, uh, Ben Goodman, actually, he, uh, surveyed one of my classes, I think it was, he did like the questionnaire thing, he surveyed one of my classes, I looked at it, and I was like, I need a job for the summer anyway. At that point, I already applied for RA and got accepted as an RA for my next year. So my second semester, I was coming back as an RA. So I was like, job next semester check, good grades check, now I just need a summer job. Um, and then once I went through the, the thing with Ben and everything, um, the person who interviewed me, actually Rachel, she, uh, through like the first interview process, she actually turned me away. She's like, nah, like, nah, man. Oh, uh, wow. I was just like, I was really at that point. I was so cocky, confident, you know, I've never, I never not even not been good at anything in my life at that point. Like I never haven't been like one of the best at like anything I did. So I was just super. I I remember. I still remember my answer for one of her questions was like, "What's your career goals?" And I was like, "Force top 100." She's like, "How do you want to get there?" I'm like, "I'm just gonna get there."
2: (laughs) Uh, uh, Classic uh, eighteen year old. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm just
1: gonna uh, gonna get there.
0: I'm just gonna get there. Um, But anyway, yeah, she turned me down, but she gave me her number, so I called her, and I basically just called her and was like, "Yeah, so when's our next interview?" Um, And then I ended up getting the job. Whatever else. me we we had a five five person team our first summer me wyatt to mac chip and then we finished i think we were top five in the whole company um as a Graham. five person team and we all all of us made sizzler and stuff um which was cool and fun yeah
1: hell yeah, yeah. On. that's awesome yeah Where well actually that quick,
0: quick little side note too i all think right. the reason why we did so good we um uh, like me and Wyatt, I think kind of particularly, we were very, very set on. We got to know our teammates before the summer started. We grew a bond with each other before the That's summer awesome. started. And we set expectations for each other as a team before the summer started. So it wasn't like, like I don't think that the top teams and stuff, I don't think that they come out of nowhere per se. Because se, like none of us, out of the five, none of us were really that good at selling. I mean, Wyatt was pretty good at selling. I'll be honest. He was the best at selling. Um, and it wasn't really cool. Like, the rest of us weren't good at selling at all. <laughs> you know, we just we just kind of held up to that standard. We're like, all, right, all of us were like, all right, we got to keep up with Wyatt, because all of us wanted to be the best on the team, because we already set those expectations before the summer started. So when he came out the gates pretty hot, it was like, okay. And then everyone was just trying to play keep up. Uh, even like when I was in seventh grade, I remember my best mile I ever, I ran in seventh grade. I like, stopped halfway through the race. Cause it was a really hard meet. It was a bunch of people. and I got like a stomach cramp halfway through the race. I stopped for like 20 seconds and then all these guys were just burning it. And I'm like, man, F this. So I just started running again. And I ended up setting my best time ever. And I literally stopped for like 20 seconds, but it was like the competition was just so far ahead. You know, you got to try to keep up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Damn. Yeah. I think that was, that was huge, but that's how I, yeah. So that's how I got into, into Southwestern my first year. And then going into my second year, um, actually after my f- first semester back, uh, in school, I decided to take my second semester off to full-time, um, for, for recruiting and everything. And then I was out in Texas and stuff with Ben. I actually, no, this was after my second summer. This would have been going into my third summer. Um, and so I was recruiting everything out in Texas and yada. yada. And then that's when I tore my ACL at Texas A&M before going into my third summer, uh, but close. I was hard in the recruiting and, and all that
2: all about it all about it they they get you to they get you to take semesters off school that's uh that's a good they're good at that that's, that's yeah okay. well see to that's me right. I,
0: thought, I thought it was a good idea for me personally because yeah. i was like this like southwestern for me was kind of my long-term vision so it was like you know building a team around you if it's your long-term thing you know they're they're just gonna it's gonna grow faster if you do that earlier Oh yeah. um right I, you know i don't regret that or doing anything it sucked because i did take a semester off and then i couldn't go out for the summer so it was kind of like hey it didn't take school it hey, didn't get to go out eh, hey, you know and then i tore my ACL, and it's like ooh, tough um but it, at the same time i think that was one of the best things that happened to me because before that even when i was in selling and like why i thought i was going to do so good in southwestern everything was like i was really i was a machine i didn't care about anybody even myself i didn't you know i didn't like it was just i looked at myself as i mean that's and i was in crazy physical shape you know getting crazy good grades doing all that. i kind of just looked at myself as like uh an object and like i that i just had to do all these things because i could you know um like i, I just thought i was blessed and i had to you know i had to make my body as, as good as I could physically just to be, you know, be that figure for other people. And, um, in that sense, and then, you know, do the sales stuff and do my hardest in school just to try to be an example or stuff. But I didn't care about anybody else really at that time. You know, obviously I did, you know, it's not like I didn't care about my family and stuff, but it's like, um, it was never on my mind. Um, just like being your head down yeah yeah and just just being a human like just showing them like i couldn't even show like emotions like someone would die or something i'd be like damn like damn damn dude and like but no like i was stone cold um and then so after i tore my acl and stuff you know i didn't have shit else to do so i it learned it, it helped me teach myself like how to become a human and how to start start um start developing different emotions um you know, just in more humanly ways, because it was like I pride myself so much my whole life on my body. Like, really, that that's what it was. Because I used, you know, I used to run, I used to run half marathons like every day, just because I, just because. <laughs> like how, man. Like work out four or five hour. Like when I was in high school, I'd work out. I'd run a five k before school. I'd work out for a half hour. I'd eat breakfast after school. I'd lift for eight, for four more hours, and I was on like t boosters and pre workout and post workout and you know aminos and all this like i was like a freak and thing bro but i i couldn't i couldn't upkeep that and then you know once i tore my acl i'm not working on anything i'm getting a little bit of a belly i'm like i kind not you know i, I don't want to say i was like super depressed or anything or anything but it was like that but it was like damn when i'm priding on myself i can't even have pride on that so i need to switch where my pride is you know i need to i need yeah. to change that into put my pride in myself um in who i am because i know you know i knew i was pretty wise i know a lot of stuff and things like that like i don't have to pride myself on just my appearance or anything like that like i should be priding myself on things that i actually really really worked on not things that i was just gifted with and you know can go through the motions with um things that took time to develop
2: identity like realizing what you're and we've we've talked about this on the show before in other episodes i don't know if if, i don't know how many of the episodes you've listened to but there's been several people that have brought up the idea of whether it's with Southwestern or like how, how much you can run or how much you can lift or, but that the, your identity is attached to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then it's like, you know, if you, if you, if you're a thousand two thousand unit producer, or a 5,000 unit producer, then you're attached. Like you hit that goal, but then all of a sudden you're like, that's who I am. And there's not really anything beneath that. And so that people kind of like when they leave Southwestern, they're like, crap, who the heck am I? Cause that you were just so attached to like being a book person that, you know, and, but that's not unique to Southwestern. I mean, that could be like, you could have been really good at school. Yeah. So you were a straight A student and then all of a sudden you leave school and it's like, you can't, you or can't be a straight athlete. A student.
0: And an I, athlete, I, I, I did, I did notice that a lot with Southwestern in particular, to be honest. Um, for me, that was something that was like pre Southwestern though. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. was, I was like, yeah, I was on something that was, and then it was like Southwestern just kind of fit the mold for me where it was like, oh, hard. I don't do things that are hard. <laughs> like
1: like yeah.
0: things aren't usually hard for me. Let's try it. Um, yeah.
2: There's a lot of people that go for that reason alone. Not yeah, the money, not the travel. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. because it's hard. And a lot yeah. of those
0: people are the people that do really well too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Because, you know, when when you're not challenging too much, once you get something that's challenging, then it really starts getting your, getting your brain going on how to
1: make it not challenging. So what was oh, your yeah. process... You were talking about how you like learned I'm gonna to, I'm gonna get some water. I'm gonna, I can still gonna hear help you guys. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about how you're like learning how to feel, basically, and how to mm-hmm. you know process emotions. Like, what has that journey been like, and does it tie into your success with Aptive, or is that even a completely unrelated thing? Like, tell us about like this journey of healing that you physically went through, and yeah, you know, like mentally. So health.
0: I think it it definitely did help me with active I think it was something that was for sure holding me back when I was in books um because there was just always a part of me that wasn't uh, I I'd say like wasn't honest you know what I mean like like somebody could tell if they really really talked to me like they could tell that there was something like there's something up with that guy you know what I mean
1: sure. <laughs> like oh like,
0: like he's got something uh like he's got something uh that's unsettling or something you know what i mean i know um, what you
1: mean man i spent time with you and i remember yeah, you like yeah, being intense yeah. yeah like you know. he's got he's got something that's bothering him that you know no one knows um, i guess i never placed it that way but i suppose you yeah know, so yeah gonna
0: yeah so tonight. there is that um i i guess kind of i mean for me kind of what that process looked like uh it was a lot of self-reflection um and and gratitude um, I'd say that was just the biggest part, you know, I was just laying around with nothing to do, but think so right. when you have nothing to but to do, but think, you know, you start thinking about everything and nothing. Um, so it, it was just a lot of me just realizing, like, actually just like looking back on my life and realizing the journey I made and realizing how much of a better situation I was in than most people in the world not even like most people my age i was like i, I got to think i'm like i'm in like the top 99 of situations out of anybody my age like what what even though i'm hurt right now like what am i doing and i'm focused on having an eight pack like like what the hell is wrong with me you know what i mean like yeah,
1: yeah. it was like it was
0: like stuff like that um that and, and then honestly and you know you could watch a lot of youtube when you don't have anything else to do Right, That's I'm watching yeah. like I'm watching like soldiers coming home to their families and stuff, and I'm like, shit,
2: man. Dude, okay. That always gets you. Like, I don't care <laughs> who you are. That's always you yeah, don't have yeah. to cry, but anytime you see that, you're like, moves Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So you know, it was just like it was just like that kind of stuff. I I never watched like TV before. I started watching TV, and I'm like, oh, okay, um, <laughs> it's just, like actual, just like it, like human things. Like I don't know, like I I was just like on a different. I remember even in high school people they used that they're like what do you do when you go home like no one even knew what i did they're like what do you do i'm like i i run i don't know i, I run around and then like crazy man think about That's things so
1: like, awesome. <laughs> 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 like i don't know what i do
0: um I think. so yeah no that helped uh that that helped me out a lot in a way that i didn't expect but i definitely do think it did have uh it did have a play on how i did well in active um, I think a huge, honestly, a huge, huge part on why I did really, really well was that going into my third summer for that would have been for books. I was not focused on Southwestern Advantage really at all going into my third summer, because um, I, I basically did that for my second summer, like learn the product like on squids when I'm taking a dump every time, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but <laughs> it, for go, going into my third summer, it was like i need to just learn how to be a good salesman so all my training going into my third summer basically was me like outsourcing on different youtube stuff on different websites like just learning how to be good at sales um yeah and then when i couldn't go out for that summer it was like you know it was like i studied you know all semester for it for the final and then i didn't get to take the final um so i had unfinished business um, and then even though I wasn't really applying any of the knowledge and stuff that I spent so hard on for six months to, to gain for like two years in a row, two, three years, whatever it was. And then when I went back out to Aptiv, um, there was actually a point I, cause I didn't just go out of the gate, like making sales in Aptiv. My first day I had one sale. My second day I zeroed. Um, and then like my third day, oh. I think I had like one or two again. Like I was not just like cranking. Um, it was kind of like the learning process again. But then I think it was like my fourth weekend or something, my third or fourth weekend, I did something that brought me back to um, my southwestern days, which was sneak into a gated community. And <laughs> <laughs> once I once I snuck into a gated community, and I was like, oh, it's all rich people because my second summer I sold in Virginia Beach, and I basically I knocked in the the wealthiest, um, I think it was county, yeah, it was like the wealthiest county in all of Virginia. It was basically a place that we were not going to knock at all. We were going to save it for like the end of the summer. Just like if we needed a little extra cleanup place, like, all right, let's go. And I pretty much told Ben, I was like, I want to knock the richest area because my first summer in Indiana, I was just in poor, poor poorville and the money objection, like, I couldn't stand it <laughs> um because i didn't know how to qualify it or not i'm like i don't know if they have money like i'm not gonna just keep pressing people who might not have money and make them feel like shit like i right. you know especially I especially with
2: education for the kids yeah yeah,
0: yeah. It, it just felt so weird yeah. it's like oh do you not value education but it's like no dude we can't afford bread like what are you talking Ooh. about get out of our trailer
2: yeah, <laughs> our account's <our> <laughs> negative yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so uh, for me that was something that's just so annoying so i was like just put me in like the richest neighborhood ever um where i actually knocked yep. on like bruce smith he's a nfl hall of famer for the uh bills i knocked on his house uh pharrell williams i talked to him i might talk about that a little bit later uh that was, crazy. Yeah. That was great he had, you like, can
2: talk about it now if you want yeah,
0: yeah well i guess i could just tell you it's not really too much if of a it's story. a
2: if it's if it's a ponytail you can wait for the end but if yeah, yeah if it's, want, it's I'll not like
0: i'll just i'll just say it it's not too much of really a story it was pretty much like i worked in this really really well it's for you know pharrell williams was there so it's like the richest neighborhood in Virginia essentially uh right on the beach right on the shoreline it like did like a little loop like this around and then there was like an island on the end and the island on the end it has this mansion on it so i'm like that's the first house i'm knocking on on this street yes i go back there i talk there uh. you know it's funny actually this lady there was a bunch of construction workers there right so i did the old uh i did the old whose bag is this thing where i just put my <laughs> bag there and she's like is that your bag <laughs> I'm like, I think that's one of the workers' bags.
2: Like, you gotta explain I'm, that. I'm, you gotta explain that to the people that did <laughs> work because there's people that listen that does like That's hilarious. And then, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Else. So, uh,
0: <laughs> so when we set down like our, our book bag with all our books in it and stuff, you know, you walk away from it, and then so sometimes when people would answer the door, I would just act like I didn't know whose bag it was at all. Like, I'm, yeah, because like, like,
2: what happens like, is you you oh, knock oh. and you put your bag down.
0: And then you, yeah, the reason you step back yeah, is because yeah. you step
2: forward to pick it up to show assumptiveness so that it's better for the psychology of getting in the house. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Pick so, it up. So then you would knock and the lady would be like, and then you would say what?
0: Yeah. I'd be like, uh, is that your bag? Or, you know, like, <laughs> oh, is, that, is, that really, is that your bag? Or is that like one of the construction bags? I was just here when I got here. I don't know. It's like kind of <laughs> impeding. You, you want to see what's in it? And then I'm pull it out like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. And then you start demoing.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: So I did that to this lady at the end of the street or whatever. She just like, <laughs> oh,
1: that's awesome. you know,
0: she was super, it was probably like a 7,000, 8,000 square foot house. Like she just, just like, she was like confused and not happy. <laughs> kind of like a mix of like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? You know? <laughs> uh, um, but then she told me, she's like, like, I asked her for pre-approach and stuff, obviously. And then she tells me, she's like, you could just skip the next house. Cause that's Pharrell Williams house. And I was like, wait, like, because I'm happy, happy. And she's like, yeah, yeah. yeah like that's the one I was like, oh, okay. So, go right to his house right after. Obviously, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: you don't skip that.
0: And then I uh, I talked through the first security system, like it was like a video camera thing. So I ring that and talk to it, and then they let me go through the next one. And then there's another set of gates, and then I talked to that one. And I ended up actually, I didn't talk to him actually, but I did talk to uh, his wife and gave her like a book demo through the video Hello. camera.
1: Chrissy on the second, I made
0: it through the first level of defense though. There you me. go then she's Wait, like yeah that's he's cool get out of here
1: you should have <laughs> oh, just been delivering gosh. pizza
0: yeah he had like two he had like gates like gates and each one had their own security cameras intercom system it was pretty crazy um but yeah. yeah yeah no that was that but yeah so when i went back out and then like my fourth my fourth week or so in books after i stuck in that gated community um cuz something i learned how to do my second summer in books was just crazy eye contact like even people from from app yeah they they like call me like crazy eyes and stuff like i will (laughs) stare through somebody i don't give a shit um that's something i pride myself a lot on too like just staring through people's souls and just taking them um so once so once I, you're redhead right uh kind of yeah so just just for the people listening yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. only like that's that's a red flag Yeah, yeah i have to take them um but once i went in uh once i went in that neighborhood i i wasn't making any i didn't make any sales or anything you know i ended up getting kicked out of like i got the cops called on me in like 20 minutes anyway you know just typical stuff mm-hmm. when you go in those but what i did was every single person who i talked to every literally every single one of them they all closed the door behind them and they all stepped outside to hear what i had to say where i was just in a middle class neighborhood earlier that day just getting spit on and then I go to a rich neighborhood and everybody's coming out to talk to me. I was like, Oh shit. It's all my eye contact, my confidence. Cause right. Once I went in that community, I was like, Oh yeah, this is like, this is where I play. Like, like this is my field day. And, and I took a lot of pride of like, I'm more confident than somebody with a $5 million house. Um, that was something, you know, that, that meant a lot to me. Um, awesome. When I sold books and stuff too. And obviously, you know, those are the type of people you want to learn how to talk to if you want to be one of those type of people. I don't care how to talk to poor people because um, I want to be rich, <laughs> you know. That's right. Uh, there's
2: anything wrong with being poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people have goals of becoming rich. Yeah, yeah. I don't that want that to have those conversations. Yeah. and I don't
0: care about getting better at those conversations. I want to get better at conversations with people that mean more to me. Um,
2: you become rich before you have money, not after.
0: Exactly um so once once that happened and then i got kicked out of that community like after that i was pretty much getting like four sales a day five sales a day every day um and it was just like before that i was getting one or two maybe three a day and then after that, it was literally like night and like that day i went from four became my floor um instantly right after that because it was just the click in my head like oh you know i i do this like i'm confident i'm you know everything like all all the mantras and whatever else it was like yeah like this is what we came here to do um so that was like a huge huge uh tick for me this past summer dude hell yeah that's epic
2: selling rich is interesting you ever get the money objection too when you're selling isn't it hilarious when they yeah yeah it's funny because
0: you get it and it's like it's i like i see i like the money objection from the rich people though because with the the people that are poor I don't know if it's like yeah we have money you know like it's hard it's a, it's just a, a it's a weird balance with rich people it's like you say that what they mean is I don't know if I value this at the price you're giving me it's yeah. not I can't afford it it's I don't know if the value is there and if it's a question on value it's an easy resolve is close you know yeah. um where you just give them you know throw in more value um, uh, yeah, with poor people, it was like, I'll throw in this and they're like, I can't afford it. Yeah. I'm,
2: <laughs> yeah. I got, well, I got two stories about rich people. One was the biggest rejection I've ever had in my entire life. And the other one was, but uh, I think the funniest way I closed the money objection, but the first one was I was working in Haverhill, Massachusetts and Haverhill, uh, was, well, actually I was, that's where I was living. I was living in North Andover. So between North Andover and Andover, Massachusetts, there's a high school called uh Phillips Ex- or Phillips Andover High, and it's like a private school, it's fifty thousand dollars per semester to take your school uh, for high school there, or maybe for a year. Regardless, it's super expensive. Right. People like the, like the Bushes, the Kennedys, like they go to school there. The Chinese emperor's daughter, or whatever went, one of them went. I don't know. Point is I'm selling in this neighborhood of people who go to that school. Money. And this guy. I'm thinking I got a pony, right? Because I knock on this door. The guy's like, it's one of those guys just opens the door and he goes, you saw something? You're like, yeah. And they're like, come in. And you're like, oh, this is this is a pony. This is going to be great. And he goes, what are you selling? And I'm like, well, it's these books. I pull out the books in the house. And I'm like, yeah, it's these educational books. Like they're, because uh, we didn't go sit down. He just had me in the like right in that front little area. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just showing kind of a door demo. And he goes, oh, hey, in a sec. So he goes, he grabs his checkbook. He had a fat fucking pinky ring. And he takes out a pen and he starts writing a check. And I was like, oh, dude, let's go. This guy's buying. And out he wrote, he took out the check, he ripped it up. And I thought he was going to give it to me. And he goes, no. And he shows me. And it's a check for $50,000 to the high school's name. And he goes, this is how much you paid to take my kid to school? The hell do I need you for? What the fuck am I
1: <laughs> and I was like, I don't, oh. dude. I
2: left the door, I was like, damn, like that's the craziest thing, Woo. rudest thing, probably most condescending thing anybody's ever said to me. But like, fuck. you know, like,
1: <laughs> like I had one, uh, that now?
0: like dang. I had one, I had one kind of similar to that, but it was like, uh, he wrote the check to me. <laughs> It was kind of like the same thing. It was like it was like he had like he had like little kids and he's like, whatever else. And he's like, uh, what kind of books you have? I go to pull out to demo him. He's like, he's like, if you open that book, I promise you I'm not buying anything. Just tell me what's in it, and I'll write you a check if I like it. And I was like, it's like a kid's encyclopedia. He's like, they don't have encyclopedias for kids like that anymore. Let me take the whole set. How much? I was like, 400 bucks. Wow. Boom, just wrote it, gone.
2: Damn. It's
0: yeah, crazy. Easy. That's why I like I like rich people though too, because it was like Yeah, rich people is crazy. Like
2: but they're it's mean split.
0: sometimes. Well, yeah, and I love that too. That you it just have never- to it was you're gonna people are gonna be so much more mean to you because they value their time so much more. Um yeah. And yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like they're probably their lives are probably more stressful. Um, you know, than ways, the normal, yeah. the normal people who have uh who just have set schedules every day. Like most of those people, they don't have set schedules every day. Um so yeah. people disturbing it is annoying. So, but I yeah. like I I like those encounters for me because oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't take them. A lot of people, you know, if you're used to just selling middle class and then you go to a really rich neighborhood, you're just taking it on the chin all day long. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was literally my whole second summer. Was it was like I was getting spit on ninety nine percent of the day, and I'd made two or three sales that were fat, and I that's yeah. what I did. <laughs> that's
2: exactly big bumps the, yeah, there yeah. was a guy i was closing the other guy i was telling you see so he was the whole thing we got through the whole set they were cool they were cool with me and everything was nice the kids liked the book everything went like the way it's supposed to and gets the clothes and i'm start closing them doing the thing and oh and I, we get to the cat the the price builder and i tell him it's you know a whole set it's thirteen hundred dollars I mean, and I know, I mean, they're rich because the big ass house, right? But I'm like, I'm doing the demo sitting on the floor on a bear hide. Like they have, they have like the classic bear hide where the bear is dead and it's a rug. Like that. And they're, they have, and so the house is like, we are rich, right? And so they go, oh, that's, that's a lot of money. And I just go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean there's a lot of money? Really?
2: Like really? And she goes, Oh, you're right, fine, whatever. Let me get you take a card. I'm like, yes, let's go. Yeah. And that was I close because I was I can't believe I I was insulting that I got a money objection as I'm sitting yeah. on a thirty thousand dollar bear. I'm like
0: it's funny because yeah. you could you could come across those uh like either like either like some people they'll take offense when you try to when you try to hit them with like a, um a rebuttal. To them giving you a price objection, even if they're in houses like yeah. that too, like they get some people they just get offended, and then some people they just do what you said. They're like, ah, yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> you know, that's why you got to put a um, report like on. It's right. like it's like
0: like that baseball bat right there is worth seven hundred fifty bucks. He's gonna use this for two years. Like,
2: yeah, that used to be part of the sales talk. Actually,
0: did you yeah, guys know well, that? Yeah, and I remember Amber Lee yeah. used to do that all the time. She'd be like, Xbox six hundred dollars, sixty dollar game, six dollar. Like, she would just.
1: Dude, the build dude,
2: the brown <laughs> wood, fake wood looking playground things. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Where the you place that the rich really houses like, and they have right? it looks like it looks like it looks like Never Neverland, oh, yeah. but in their backyard. You know what I'm talking right. about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those
2: things are like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's bananas. No or thing. at least they were. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, some people just would annihilate people with the price objection. I like. <laughs> we we'll try to sometimes, but then if you come off the wrong way, like you're just a dick, uh,
1: which was cool with me too. So the worst was the- like the one time that I had someone, my second summer, pull up like, "Yeah, what's the name of the book?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's Southwestern." And then they Virginia. pull it up on like, Amazon for twenty. On Amazon, it's like five bucks. <laughs>
0: I, I, I have one. I had one person to do that, and they literally bought the book on Amazon. Right? Yes, that's exactly. I was like, what they're like, what's the difference between the two of them? I'm like, you're getting this one from me, and then I come and show you how to use it. They're like, I think we could figure it out. Bye. See you later. Thanks, so. though. Yeah, that's it's, exactly. It. Like we're gonna love
1: them. <laughs> yeah, I I, you're paying like for like my college. college. Dude, month and chunk. <laughs> the craziest <laughs> part small. was the, yeah. the listing on Amazon was listed by Dan Moore was the account name. <laughs> And that was just like the trippiest thing. Like I saw that he handed me his phone saying I found it on Amazon and this is how much it is. Like Dan Moore selling them for
0: 25 bucks a pop.
1: And then I saw like, <laughs> oh, listed by Dan Moore. This is an insult. Oh, man. Yeah. It was crazy. Funny, though. Crazy how that happens. So Andres, he's Mr. Yeah. Thirsty today. Yeah,
2: I don't know why. By the way, Dan Moore is president of the company. For people who don't know, yes, <laughs> president of Southwestern. Why, Dan Moore is
1: the man who fired me from Southwestern, but that's a story oh. for episode thirty-nine. Maddie Gregor, last thirty <laughs> minutes, check it out. <laughs>
2: it's that's that's a crazy story. That's a crazy story. It is. It crazy. Um, damn, dude, that's that's wild. Have you found what are, what are the the most like? You kind of talked about some of the differences already. What are the most similarities that you found between Aptive? Um. And, and it's up, I, and I yeah, and I say this because um, like I, I did solar, so it's a different sale because it's like six months of a
0: sure, sale so like sure, sure, for sure. Yeah, um, well, I'd say a big similarity is still that you are collecting uh you're still collecting payment with everybody at the sale. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a set appointment, set appointment, set appointment, make a sale. It's like you want to make the sale in your first encounter with somebody, period. Um, that still holds true. Um I mean, the the door to door aspect of it, like I said, the only really big difference is the schedule and then the type of sale it is. But a lot of the other stuff is it's it's a lot of the same. Um, There's a lot of the same camaraderie. We still hang out and stuff on Sundays. We don't need to drive two and a half hours at seven in the morning to meet on Sunday, which is cool. Because that was stupidest shit in the world. <laughs> I, I literally, I they're like some days your day of rest, and then it was like, okay, I'm an OL. I need to drive two and a half hours and host a three hour meeting, and then get all the stats in, and then PC with everybody for forty five minutes, like each,
1: and then
0: and then take an hour to myself, and then read write my names list, and then it, it's ten you o'clock, groceries? and I don't have any food for next week. Yeah yeah so that i mean that's that's more of a difference i guess now that i put it that way uh where you just kind of get to chill out on the weekends like saturdays on in books with saturdays were gravy day on saturdays we only work to like three i only work like five hours a saturday um yeah that's great just because like all the numbers and stuff they go down after three o'clock most people just kind of just don't even want to hear it um on saturdays but um yeah, I mean most of it's you know, it's door to door sales. It's like yeah. you're gonna meet good people, you're gonna meet bad people. The interactions are just a little bit shorter, so you meet more people this way, and we don't really do pre-approach because you don't need it. Everybody,
1: every house has bugs. Um, Where'd
0: you sell this past summer? I was in Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, heard many good things about North Carolina.
0: It was it was really nice. It was just uh some days it was just hot as shit. Um but it was really oh, nice yeah, so, yeah yeah there was something it was like you're dude. out there and it's like i could barely breathe dude it's hot dude but what nick cool and i is, were um, oh no, go ahead go ahead we used uh we use segways so we don't walk yeah like, there you go Walking for losers i <laughs> I, I just rolled around on a segway all day long every day this I guy
1: goes from running marathons every day after school and high exactly. school. exactly now i got a, a nice belly, belly i got to maintain it you know yeah. i can't be walking anymore I'm yeah. gonna
0: get rid of all this hard work I put in those last few years, right? Dude,
2: that's got to be on your recruiting paper for book people. Is that you? Segues,
0: segues. Well, we don't, we don't pay for them um, like the company doesn't pay for them uh, up front or anything. I mean, obviously, people have incentives and stuff where they'll buy segues for you and stuff. But I bought a segway like before I went out for the summer and then I upgraded the segway I had like within the first week just because it is such a game changer, dude. I used to literally sprint to doors. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but in books like I used to break the the sales app because I used to get over 60 demos a day. And you couldn't put in over 60 demos on the sales app. So I had to like handwrite my stats. And Sean Briefo, actually, um, he followed me. He was my OL one year. He followed me because he didn't believe me. Like, he just like didn't believe me. Like, he believed believed me, but then he was like, I don't believe how you actually are counting demos as demos or whatever. And then he followed me. And then he stopped. He followed me in the morning and he stopped following me at 1230, I remember. And I already had 32 demos and it was 1230. I was like. I don't know. I, I like, how
2: and I had what two sales. I was I had I had no weeks with 180 demos ever. All four. Oh, wow.
0: That's crazy. Insane. See, I had I had I had half weeks with 180 demos. Um yeah. I I seen how,
2: seen how are you moving so that. fast? I was just
0: so bad at selling. You just like and I could see so many people. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, nobody's buying. You don't have to do the paperwork, baby. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> just <building>. move. Um, oh wow. <laughs> nah, it was uh, it was some of that. But like when I I was like I was like anal about it. Like when I would pull up in someone's driveway, I would make sure I parked as close to the sidewalk as possible. I jogged to every door at least. Like I actually ran yeah. to doors from my car. I. Same. I mean my my seat was always like this, you know what I'm saying? You you got the back, back, back seat always yeah. already down. Already on yeah. the shoulder. Um, I had like so many little things. I kept my stat card of my goal period card. I kept that taped to like my visor on my thing. So when I get back in the oh, car, yeah. I just would go dink, I would just dash it yeah, and I'm, I'm driving, you. I'm already moving. Like I had like is so is I had so many little tiny things that I, I used to find out just to maximize the amount of people I could see, because it was very apparent to me after my first month of selling that I wasn't good at it. So I needed to see a lot of people.
1: Wow, I got dude. good though.
0: I mean, yeah. you know, if you see so many people, you get better faster. That was my logic. And it kind of worked. Yeah, so I
1: was much. doing like 35 demos a day, not like freaking 60. I, like, yeah, 70.
0: No, towards the end of the summer, I was at like, I was literally averaging in the fifties every week. Um, because I, I kind of looked at it, I was like, if I could get 30 demos by like 12 30, one o'clock, I'm basically working two days where everyone's working one. Yeah, and if I'm half, half as good as a salesman, I'll be just as good if I'm working twice as much. There
1: you go. Yeah,
2: that's that. Math checks out. Um, yeah. no, I my my problem was that I just stay too long, even with non prospects like so you know, what that I did not was, get good at was letting letting it go like, like was, I still can get them that was a big one I
0: was really good at I did not spend long time with people um whether they were buyers or non-buyers even my buyers I didn't spend that much time with um but like my non-buyers I if I read it was a non-buying sign even if they're the nicest old lady ever who just wants to tell me about her husband who just passed like whatever I was out of there I didn't care um I was just like, I, I didn't have casual conversations when I worked. My
2: I, husband I, Earl died last week.
0: Yeah. Like, dang, that sucks. So next door, there's like,
2: <laughs> 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 what the hell? Um,
0: that Yeah. No, like I told you, I was struggling with my emotions and stuff back then too. So I just worked.
1: <laughs>
2: That's wow. Yeah. That's what it takes. Yeah. That's what it yeah. takes. Well, I mean, you're good at this. Cause now you're like, it, was it hard to like slow down? Were you like, what,
0: what? Um, Segway. Kind of, but I mean, I've been like, I've been like not doing anything for the last three years, so it was kind of like, it was a good medium for me. It was like right. I'm because I've just been chilling, but it's like when I'm in go, I'm in go mode. But um, even when like when I went out, it was just like you know being on a Segway was a huge thing uh for me just because i love like efficiency for me is like i that's what gets me going um so being able to be as efficient as possible with where i was park my car go boom 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 slide my car five minutes up the street boom 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 and i'm just zipping back and forth across the streets and everything um was a lot of fun i mean you have and you have so much fun on the segue too like it's it's actually really fun um and people are always pointing at you and stuff you know you can try to like off-roaded a little bit here and there. Um <laughs> speed bumps can be scary. I had one neighborhood I didn't fall off my Segway all summer until like week like 15 or something. And then this one little townhouse area community, I they had the nastiest speed bumps I've ever seen, like these nasty people, like, speed They bump. were like they were just like so small and just like this. So I ate it there like three times in one day and just like tough <laughs> Ate it. The one time oh. the lady stopped. She's like, You need any alcohol pads or anything? Yada, yada. Like I was like bleeding on this. I'm like, ah, we're good. You got bugs? <laughs> She's like, No, yes. I don't even live here. It's like, see
2: ya. <laughs> Bugs. So tell us about bugs. What what uh, tell us a little bit more about the product itself. What you guys do? Tell us about Aptivus from that. Sure, point, sure. Packages. Give us the spiel. I suppose
1: you got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So minutes. this
0: was uh, a <laughs> this was a good thing for me too because I didn't know anything about pest control. Obviously, like I didn't, I don't even think that I care about pest control in my future at my house. Like I don't really care. So for me, it was something that was, um, I it was interesting to learn more about. Um, but basically when you break it down, the biggest the biggest picture is with aptive is what we do. Most pest control companies, they're just gonna spray around the foundation of your home, you know, and it's gonna be a few inches out, a few inches up. They do the whole foundation. They might sweep around your door frame and everything, knock down a little spider webs. You see anything inside, you give them a call, they come out, they take care of it for you, right? That's like the standard pest control company. What we do that's way different is we actually um we actually spray a full acre around the person's house. Okay. So we just take wow. out the bugs at the source. Instead of trying to play defense, we just play offense. Right. So right. we're getting rid of the bugs on basically like all around your whole property. So if, the biggest thing is, like, people who have, like, small kids, people who have dogs and stuff. If you're down south, you have, like, red ants and shit like that that's going to chew up at your ankles. You know, people who like gardening and things like that. Like, we're taking care of all the bugs outside so people can enjoy the outside pest-free as well as enjoying their inside of their home with no bugs.
2: There you that's, go. That's, a, that's a general
0: quick elevator.
2: Come to my house. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah.
2: That's so cool. Wow. That's probably pretty – easy of a sale is, do you guys have the same numbers of like one out of 30 or how, how um
0: yeah i'd say it's i don't know i i couldn't tell you exactly because i did you know i did pretty good this past summer but i'd say maybe it's probably around the, two for 30 like the same thing maybe yeah it's big. pretty good um but we were making i mean the thing is though too it's not like Two out of thirty. One of them, it's not like one of them is an ask me for eighty bucks, and the other one is a mufu
1: for (laughs) twenty. You know what I mean? Those are the two out of the thirty. It's like those are the retail prices. Yeah, yeah. It's like when your commission's even smaller, right?
0: Well, so I made about yeah. Well, yeah, with books, yeah. I made so I made around fifty percent commission last year, so I made like forty-eight percent commission, and then my average contract value was seven hundred fifty bucks. So
1: oh. So that's like three three twenty five. Yeah. That's so like, I was making on average, or, uh, I was making like four
0: sales a day. So I was making like fifteen hundred bucks a day.
1: Oops. Yeah. Bad. Oops.
0: Yeah. That's not so, bad. Not, not bad. <laughs> not bad, especially coming from like like the books and everything. It was like, dang, I just hit PC today. Oh wow, I hit PC again today. Yeah.
2: Hey. Um, well. Easy. <laughs> and I don't. I don't even know enough well, about pest control to know. But for what you just described, if you're gonna get that acre, that whole acre for 750 bucks, and then how often they gotta treat that for a year? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so, so
0: we have two. So we have two different packages. That's the thing. Uh, that's really the biggest difference. Is some people they'll just go for like quarterlies, which is just all your standard general pests. You know, cockroaches, crickets, ants, wasps, spiders, that kind of stuff. And then we also do mosquitoes too. So, um, if someone would want to get our mosquito service as well, that would be six services on the year instead of uh, instead of four, right? So, what we would do is we would do four four treatments like through the summer seasons, and then one in the fall, one in the winter. Um, and some people who didn't get mosquitoes and stuff, they would they would go for that package as well. Um, but that kind of just brings out brings out the average median. So, I used to sell like. We and we could play with it. That's that's another huge difference between actually between Aptive and Southwestern, too. Is I can play with my prices as much as I want, um, up mm. to like our floor pricing. So, some people I would sell quarterlies at for 120 bucks a quarter, some people I'd sell quarterlies at for 169 bucks a quarter. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you kind of could play with that depending on the house you're at, the square footage you're at, the conditions, the competition, yeah, the yeah. competition in the area, honestly. If the guy that you're talking to if you like him or not like i had some people where i because we could play with our initials as much as we wanted um and that started at four hundred dollars i i went against this one kid in a in a competition that we had we had like a one-on-one competition thing during the summer like a weekly competition thing which i did go 10 and 0 in the preseason just wanted to clarify i wanted Perfect. myself a ps5 from that nice. you know i actually know i won a peloton from that peloton bike Ooh. um i got end up ps5 that was for eight wins um but anyway wow. so uh, I was playing this kid in the playoffs of it and I'm talking to him the, the one day I didn't have uh, any initial initial services like over $200 really because that was like what we set it at it's like $200 usually it's like a 100 bucks or you just mastered their quarterly prices this dude he was selling he was giving people $400 initials because he's like this one guy kept cutting me off so I just didn't discount him and then that that was it. So he yeah paid he paid, paid four hundred dollars for one service and it's like that contract value for him like I said my average was like seven fifty his single contract value on that contract was like thirteen hundred bucks you know go. what I mean that's making forty
1: eight percent of that and he had, and
0: he had and he had two of those that day so it was like he had two people with four hundred dollar initials so it's like you can play with your pricing and things like that. Um, and it gives you a lot more uh, a lot more ability to to resolve ace close instead of just like show another section of the book. Like you're not showing another section of the book. You're taking money off. Um, you can do de- right. it gives you the ability to do things more powerful. Obviously, you know, you don't want to fall into a trap of like being a price slut where you're just always just slutting out on price every single time um, and things like that. So there is a balance and you do need to find the art in that. But um, but that's something that's, you know, that's super beneficial if you could play with the prices and then, you know, you could. Say you set it up high and then you could cut down lower. Um, and there's a whole art in, in learning how to do that as well, which I'm not even that good at, but um, it's definitely something that it adds a whole different dimension to the sales, uh, to the sales level of it from selling books for sure. Damn,
1: that's wild. That's, that's cool, brother. you know, those numbers are pretty substantial when you think about the work that you put in compared to a book summer putting in what is it like 60 hours a week or 50?
0: yeah yeah so i would work um i could math it for you real quick i don't know exactly what i work but it would be like let's say like 10 30 to like three every day what would that be like five and a half hours. hours yeah so like five hours there and then from three well i wouldn't start again to like four then it would be like another four and a half hours on the end i'd say like it'd probably be like a 10 hour day six days a week yeah so like 60 hours a week
1: cool gift yeah it's not bad Uh, if you're making making 1500 bucks a day or thereabout in some cases you're probably doing even better than that of course that's worth the time that's not bad no no definitely
0: i mean definitely not bad at all like i mean from going to not literally not doing anything for like the last two years except for like odd jobs here and there and then making Mm -hmm. six figures in four months it's like not bad yeah
2: yeah that's that's crazy that's a thing that about about southwestern people they don't realize after until after they leave and there's nothing wrong with that because some, sometimes people believe in the mission of education and that's good yeah um, and we were we were talking about this with miles ham when he was on the show by the way we are live on the alumni page on okay oh, let's yeah. go yeah. yeah if you haven't heard go check it out but anyway so uh the, the the thing is the commission if you work that much like in solar, for I can't speak for Bug Juice because I haven't worked Bug Juice, but I've worked yeah. solar with Nick and Enlight. And, and if we did a straight up bookman schedule 7.45 till 9 10 o'clock, you would be making so much money, dude. It's probably so a millionaire in three months,
1: like yeah, crazy.
2: And which is because that makes you think, well, why don't we do that? I mean, because that's unsustainable, you can't, which is why this the Southwestern program works is because you do it for like three months and then you go home and you can kind of chill out and be in college if you can but like
1: right now we're doing year-long sales at least on our end yeah and
2: it, so you got to take it easier otherwise you're going to burn yourself out. but that's it's crazy how underpaid even though southwestern pays more than any summer job you can do in college it's still not as much as you
0: could make well that's because they throw it know, under the internship blanket right yeah
1: it's not a career and then it's and like until a paid they tell you it's a career and, and that's the thing too a lot of
0: people I think hold some resentment and stuff towards that I mean I don't disagree with all the pay should definitely be more um, yeah cool for what a lot of people do because I already know the margins that they make on the books are crazy but the, the thing is for me is Southwestern is it, at what its function is it's almost perfect in my mind um, as being a feeder company to other companies. Like Hundred percent. The system of yes. that, like you are going to, you're going to create studs out of yeah. that. Yes. Um, if they
2: were smart, they would partner with alumni companies to get paid from those companies as they move on exactly, to other. Things. Exactly. Exactly. They want like, I think, I I think do that. most
0: companies, most the smartest book people, they're in it for a year, two years. Yeah. yeah I think two years is honestly like the best two or three, um, because then you get some managing underneath your belt. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think like two There's years is, is like the best. Um. But like two three years um you do that and then you move on to the sister company i think that's like the ideal way to play the southwestern game um it's like you just work two three years and then you just go and move on to a sister company um but i mean i don't i don't know at the same sense if you do build a huge base whatever else you know you can still make a good living but i think a lot of those people don't understand is that if they took their base and moved it to another door-to-door industry, they would be exactly. multi yes. multi-millionaires. Yes. Like yes. they yes. like yes. you know, I don't I don't want to yeah. say names or anything, but it's like, you know, if you got like 40 people underneath you right now and then you came and you work for aptive for one summer, you would be retired next year.
2: Yeah, 100 percent like, 100%. like <laughs> yeah. well, and this, know, the um, so and, and this is a I
0: thing. Um, so and this is a thing, that's why Fine.
2: the people that the, the people that become DSMs are not the people that are in it for the money, even though it pays relatively to the average household really great. And that's yeah. yeah, so yeah. to be to be because here's the thing my brother, well, everything this, he owns, he he's very well off, and everything he owns he paid for with book money, him and his wife. Yeah, right? Yeah, he, so Definitely you can't take that away. Spot. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, and it's he not was. like And it doesn't really make sense for somebody like, you know, like someone like Danny to leave who already has all this stuff. Exactly. And they're already, you know, they're already set into it. But um, I think a lot of Uh people don't get that when they're on the on the rise or talking to other people like, hey, do you guys want to like all actually not work as hard and make way more money? Maybe, yes.
2: However, <laughs> so this is so. This is what I say. So, this oh. is what I say. You can't take it relatively speaking to the average household job. I think the medium income is in America is like 50,000. The United States is 50,000, mm-hmm. 57,000. So, my brother makes more than that easily, comfortably, even for because he was worked. However, I've always said this if he did the exact same thing at Enlight Energy, at Aptive, at Southwestern Real Estate, at any really any other company that would still wouldn't mind people going door to door, he would make so much more money. Yeah. Even on top of that. Yeah. So the 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 money, again, I can't speak for active Sounds like it's a ton, but at least for Enlight, it's bun and real estate too. It's bananas how much you can make per se. Mm-hmm. And if you're okay with getting one or two for every 30 people you talk to, and that's something that you've genuinely accepted and can like just understand the numbers of that, then you are going to make a shit ton of money.
0: Yeah. Everywhere you know, else. What's cool is too is, I mean, solar is solar the profit margins in america specifically and solar is crazy nuts <laughs> if you look at if you look at solar versus solar in america versus solar in other parts of the world like it's four or five times more expensive in america you are correct. It's, it's, yeah it's nuts well, um, what's cool though is get this active we actually have uh, we're opening up our own solar department as well this year oh um, cool. so what i'm doing right yeah so what i'm doing is when i make sales i now, these numbers might be off, um, but when I make a sale on somebody, I'm going to pitch them to our solar, whatever, and they would they would do is they'd set up an appointment with our solar guys. If that account would get closed with one of my customers who I already had, like they're already set in stone with the pest control. If they do go solar, they would actually get pest control for free. Okay. But uh, the thing is, is like, if it's if it's one of my customers, I would make like six grand off of each account that goes solar too on top know. of all my pest control money. Yeah. Dang, yeah. Bro. I get I get 10, 20 of those guys. It's like I get like a bonus, you know, it's a lot of money. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's uh, even and that's even like okay compared to like other solar companies.
1: Yeah, that's you a, know what I'm saying? People. That's like
2: yeah. I, I know for a fact. I I mean there's because I know in Enlight, there's people that like have made more than that in one sale, and you're like,
1: dude. yeah, most most I've what? ever gotten commission wise, it was split up because it was a, a tandem job um i think it was like fourteen thousand on a commission that was split with another person that helped me close it so yeah yeah
2: and when it and when it comes to these kinds of sales like you kind of alluded to this a little earlier when you were saying that like everybody needs bug, bug you know bug juice like mm-hmm. same, with solar it's actually a, a, a different way for the same reason it's, a, it's an easy sale because it's math right so you the, the the really play the real play on solar for people listening who don't know like it's it's the, you swap out your whatever you're paying in electricity for a fixed yeah day.
0: if you plan on keeping oh, the house long term it makes sense to go solar it's
2: it's so it's the math is just so easy it's not even a yeah. sale because you just literally the sales to have someone let you sit down with them for an hour to easily explain math well and, and a lot of people easy. for solar they
0: don't technically even have to pay for it out of pocket right Nope. Exactly. oh so, yeah,
2: you fi- you finance it, and then and that's the whole point. So you're paying two hundred bucks for your, your electric bill. You're paying one twenty with solar, just rough numbers or whatever. Yeah, who wouldn't do that? And and here's the thing: you tell them, hey, look, electricity was more expensive. It is more expensive now than fifteen years ago, and in fifteen years it's gonna be more expensive than it is now. Versus if you get solar, it's just this is how what it stays cheaper. at.
1: Yeah.
2: It's or it's cheaper. Yeah. yeah. So then and then at some point you're done paying for it, and then you don't pay anything. You, well, I guess you pay for being hooked on the grid, but like, that's like ten bucks a month for power your entire house. There's that's your solar sale
1: from Andre. Yeah, well, that's
2: well, that's the bit. <laughs>
1: that's that's that. the bit, yeah. right?
2: That's that's the everything has a yeah. Everything has a track, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. everything has like, no, a, a, like a thing. Was really
0: intrigued to me because uh, yeah. I, I had people in college and stuff. You know, when you're in when you're in southwestern, every you get your vivens, you get your oh yeah solar companies, you get everybody. They're like, Amway, is this the, yeah. why does this? college could have a table like this gets 18 and he's tabling right next to me i'm 35 like what the hell's going on here yeah um so like you know i, I went through all it, but yeah social uh or solar is really cool I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to work out for us this year um but for me it's just like i just barely talk about it at the end of my sentence and then i might make like another few- yeah tens of thousands of dollars yeah, <laughs> so and, like,
2: and then you just find something bad
0: you know it's not bad uh, yeah. What's cool too with us and i think this is a big thing that keeps a lot of people inaptive um or the biggest thing that's keeping people inaptive versus other pest control companies right now is that we have this thing called an l-tip um you guys, are you guys familiar with l-tip not yet. yeah so it's basically like a, a private um a private firm is pretty much going to buy or it, we're looking to sell active right in the next like three four or five years um, to some sort of private equity firm, and so LTIP is going to be uh what the payout is going to be for the employees uh, essentially. Oh, I see. It's so it's like a profit sharing thing. Exactly. Um. So yeah. our and what's cool is our sales cool. our sales force. Now these numbers might not be perfectly right, but I think our sales force is going to make up about thirty percent of that LTIP, which is ridiculous for a company. Yeah, um, on awesome. Salesforce. And right now, our company evaluations are right around like two billion dollars so billion, bro so if it, so if it's like 30 percent of two billion dollars divided between 500 salespeople,
2: it's a decent that's, amount of money
0: right a, so that that's kind of a
2: million a person
0: yeah well the thing is though too it's it's worked off a point system so the more you know the better you do the more points you get so the more of that cut you can get when the time comes mm. um so people that are doing really, really well and they're building up the teams and stuff, they're getting more points. So then once that buyout comes, it's like, boom, here's $14 million, here's $20 million, yeah. here's whatever. Um, so that's that's what a lot of people are looking at. And that's kind of what I'm looking at. Like I'll build up yeah. things here, the, this the whatever, three, four, five dude, years, longer, my buyout dude. and I'm out. You know,
1: I just, Yeah, you just said that the buyout would be like $14 million projected that you as a sales rep would be able to get a slice of.
2: That's
0: um not bad. yeah yeah i could uh i could i could have somebody to come on here and talk about like actually what it looks sure. like or whatever if you want or you, can talk it, you, or you could good. even talk to nick yeah you could talk yeah, to nick and he could yeah. probably really break it down for you that's cool i don't know like i said numbers all that kind of stuff i don't like thinking about it but it's Jeez. something like that. That's enough for me to be like, okay, I'll hang out here for a little bit, a few more years. Sure. Let's just
1: see what
2: happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I did do, I mean, I did do really, really well last year too. Um, I did a quarter million dollars of revenue uh, for the company, which is, you know, pretty solid. I think I finished fifth out of all the first year, st- or I was top five out of all the first year students. I don't know exactly where, where I fell in that rank, but a lot of those guys too that were first year, they came from other companies uh yeah. other bug companies last year so um i think i was second out of anyone who wasn't in the pest control last year for all the new Damn. rookies this year and go. then i finished
1: 61st overall maybe in the whole company including experience yeah including
0: experience and everything and our top rep um austin pritchard he did uh he's the first person in the pest control industry to do a million dollars in revenue in a summer
1: so he is did he a million 48% or is he at a graduated contract? So,
0: um, well, I, gra- I graduated up to 48. He got, he got 50. I, I want to say he was at 50 something percent over, over that. Wow. Um, but yeah, so he made over half a million dollars last year. Was that sure. a four, four month summer that he knocked or the whole five. year? He knocked, he knocked five months. Um, Still, not his L tip
2: day. is going to be more than just a tip. It's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But here's the thing. Pit. Here's the thing with that too, though. He actually hit an incentive where um, he got a Lambo, so that was cool. We did anyone did a million rev, they got a Lambo. Um, oh, yeah. They got like a two year lease on it for free, and then if anybody did five hundred k, they got like a two year lease on some other another type of car. I forget what the number went up to, but it's like fifteen hundred bucks per month for a that's lease crazy, or something. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. That's, people that's, got like new Teslas and shit like that. That's um, cool. which is cool. You know, it's door door. There's lots of competitions, lots of incentives and all that sort of, I, I probably made close yeah. to like 10 grand worth incentives this year, um, alone to that's be honest. not
1: too shabby.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's here. not bad. Yeah. I actually, I just, um, I just replied to an email. I got a shoe pack, uh, coming in, got some new Jordan, I think Jordan 11s are coming in. And then there's like three other or two other pairs. It's like that's dope. Thousand dollars of shoes, yeah, just getting sent on over for some incentive I hit during
1: casual. And And that is why
2: you're sponsoring the Ponytails Podcast. That's
0: right. (laughs)
1: That's right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot, bro. Well, Well, oh, by the way, uh, it might
2: be time for the Ponytails. Yeah, Yeah, but I was gonna say thanks for the gear.
1: Oh Um, yeah. Yeah,
2: I was gonna mention it this episode.
1: Didn't he? Huh? Yeah, I think Nick said
0: some stuff over to he? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: I got this really sweet. um uh And I wanted to shout out for sure for the gear. Also, tour historical park in Bulgaria. We got mugs from them here, but uh different story. But anyway, that the rain. You got this super nice rain jacket from what's it? Strongwear or something? It's amazing. And I live in Portland, and it's nice and warm. It's it says uh, Pointed Tales podcast right here, and then Aptiv oh, right nice. here. It's, it's super. It's black. You got some split. custom. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's sharp. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, hey, we, get, we just sharp.
0: Like, like, even right here, like, this is a. They sent me this winter coat the other day. Yeah, they're nice. it's are nice, like, gear. a nice puffer jacket right here. It's a nice, nice little beanie. Right. I got oh, all, send me a beanie. I got so many, so many hats and shoes and That's jackets dope. and sweatshirts, all sorts of yeah. stuff they sent you.
2: We'll have to have Love Nick it. send me a beanie to be dope, wear it in the air.
0: Yeah, I could have him. Uh, actually, I can send you a beanie too. I think I have two. Of them. There you yeah, go. I'll
2: feature my address after we're done here. Yeah, hell yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's, no, Nick was saying, tap for the ponytails. I know you got. I know you got a story to tell us.
1: Yeah. Yes. So Hold on. Before we hop into that, a yeah. word from uh, Southwestern Real Estate. Um, you know, we we love featuring uh, like we've been talking this whole time, like full on careers that allow people who knock door to door to really thrive. So what Southwestern real estate did is they took the really good parts of the internship and just cleaned it up, made it more efficient and and they call it 99% drama free. All right. I am the featured face there. Oh, no. I was trying
2: to mess with you. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, But yeah, um, hit us up so that we can put you up with an interview with Pat. If you've been thinking about real estate, you know, there's a lot of buzz in this, you know, real estate market with um, tons of, you know, high prices and crazy cash on, on on equity for all these people selling their homes, um, you know, my, my old roommate uh, finally moved out of Meredith's place. You know, she closed on a $1.2 million home and made two big, you know, 20,000 bucks, you know, just in taking home on that if we're talking about money, right? So you can prioritize what matters most by having a great income and, you know, so many other great benefits with flexible hours. And uh, if you're like yeah. a fan of HGTV, if your brain thinks this way about real estate, let's get you in touch with Pat Roach and he'll get you an interview.
2: That's right. And also, I want to talk about this one because it's tonight. Uh, yo, you know, Martine and Lucas, right? Uh,
1: Martine, Martine? Martine Cow.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I know Martine for sure. Um, dude, yeah, Martin. Just with a Z. Bisco, yeah, um, that's, kind of, that's kind of funky, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all over. It's, it's, European. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, these guys are legit. I can't say I know who Lucas Maybe I know Lucas by face. I definitely know Martine. He actually was a – oh, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Never mind. I was going to say he was a filling on our slosh ball team, but he wasn't. He was going to <laughs> for a little bit.
2: Martine, they're uh, DJs, and they're doing my wedding. Nice. So, hell yeah. Hell that's yeah. What else are they that.
1: doing on base?
2: But I wanted to announce this. So, we actually sponsored them back. So, they sponsored us. We sponsored them back. And tonight – they are going to be the first ever DJs to do the Freddie. Oh, man. yeah! So it's going to be legit. legit. Okay. These guys are really, really awesome, and they've been really easy to work with. So if you're someone out there who's having an event, alumni event, a networking event, or if you have a wedding that's coming up, a bachelor party, whatever it is, make sure you hit. Martin and lucas up you can message us we can get you in touch with them they work really really well with pricing as well as if you sold books you actually get a solid extra discount for that reason and it's easy to work with them because you even if you don't know them they sold books so, you know you got they got that integrity about it them won. they got that hard work ethic with you know with them and they are awesome human beings and so make sure you hit us up so we can get you in touch with them if you have an event coming up hey if you guys ever throw like a like a like a party like a company party it'd be, It'd be a lit thing to do for seeing if they can come out and do bizzler so it's yeah. a whole thing so i'll be honest flirt. i haven't
0: i haven't kept up with martin in a while but if i had to guess what he'd be doing dj would be on top of the list so good for Martine. Yeah. let's get it going he's heck yeah he's <laughs>
2: legit he's legit so anyway that's uh thanks so thanks to all those guys dude it's so much fun that we only partner with people who sell books it's so fun to have this be part of the family and it's been a real thrill everybody that we work with is a good place to work or they have a really good product and they're just really good humans to be able to trust with all of those different things so um thanks to you guys for that for sure um anyway all right let's uh let's throw in a, a pony story here i'm excited for this one you, you talked
0: yeah so you talked like I was crazy gonna, um I, i'll pretty much i'll just walk walk you through a little bit of a day um uh, when I followed my buddy Wyatt my first summer. Um, now, it was interesting because I followed him because he was doing better than me. But by the end of the day, it was kind of like I followed him for him kind of thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, but it, it was cool because we, uh, me and Wyatt, we went back and forth. Uh, he, I, he beat me my first summer and then I beat him my second summer. Uh, we were always really close and competitive with each other, uh, lived together back at LSU too and stuff, so it was cool. Um, but when I went and followed him, um, my first summer, um, it was like he, more, he was like kind of like uptight about stuff, but he was, like I said, he was damn good at selling. Um, and where I was just like school, goofy, didn't really give a shit about anything. Just was like, I'm going to work really hard. So I kind of taught him how to have fun on the book field while he taught me how to make sales. He actually finished that day. I think he had nine sales that day, which was his best day ever actually. Um, yeah, it turned out we worked, we turned out we worked pretty well together um but pretty much what i was doing all day i was doing i would like think of how much of an asshole someone who following you can possibly be and that was (laughs) basically me so like at doors and stuff i was taking my binder i was throwing pencils in the air and just smacking them like hitting home runs and then I was having him start pitching pencils to me when he's knocking on doors. And I was just cranking those things like into the sides of the house and stuff. Like I didn't care at all. Wow. Um, this was something that was really fun. And I did this a lot by myself too. Um, and, and lots of this stuff is stuff I did by myself on the doors. Right. But this is just when I did with somebody else. It made me realize kind of like how dumb I am. Um, every single time a car went by, I made sure I waved at them a different way. Right. So first car, I wave like this. Second car, I'm like this. Third car, I'm like this. Next car, I'm waving with my leg. I'm waving with my elbow. I waved at probably like 100 cars that day differently every single time. Uh, Yeah, yeah, do (laughs) it. Like everything you think of, I'm just doing different waves to all the cars. So that was was a hoot and a holler because we were like in this like old town that had sidewalks and everything. So like everybody saw us this whole day. Um, and we walked all day <laughs> long too. We literally walked all day and everyone where, just
1: Where was me. that for summer again?
0: All day. That was in Indiana. Uh, okay. Uh, we were in some small Indiana town and everyone was just looking like what the f are these That's guys doing? Hilarious. Um so I was doing that stuff uh a good thing too actually why he pulled off. So I I know you guys probably are, are, love doing this. I don't know if book kids still do this. Uh this was like my favorite thing was doing stupid approaches. Right? <laughs> Whenever you approach, yes and no,
2: yes and no. I guess it depends on. I, where had,
0: stupid. I had a lot, okay. So, one of them was like the helicopter approach, right? So, you gave your pitch <laughs> like this the whole time, like, Hey, what's up? My name is Aaron,
1: yes, <laughs> and you just spin it in circles the whole time. Uh, that is the beached the- whale approach. You ever done that one? where you're just like oh well dude i like laying down like on the long like laying down on a long porch yeah i like oh, i did do that one off though. the porch as they open the door and just like hey, are you the, <laughs> of the house you know yeah. like or whatever
0: yeah we did a lot of good ones but he did the best um he did the best whisper approach that day that i've ever that i've ever been a part of um <laughs> The whisper approach. Now, this was a absolute, this is a classic, a gold mine. If you're going to go sell this year, do it once. You know, don't do it more than once, but do it once because it's worth it. Um, You basically, when they open the door, you just talk as soft as you can. And then, so he was talking to this guy like this. And then the person, they just keep walking towards you because they can't hear you. So this guy just keeps walking towards him. And this guy, Wyatt, just keeps walking backwards. And he ends up going backwards like... He literally walked backwards around this guy's <laughs> whole front yard while he's falling around, just trying to hear. It what? Funny <laughs> shit in the world. I was like crying. Oh, was, that's shit. awesome. Just like like going like this every single time. He'd look over me like like confused, and I'm just like, listen to him. Like, what the fuck are you doing looking at me? Like, I'm not doing something <laughs> <either."> um, <laughs> And, and doing that, uh, yeah, that he did the best. Just, the <laughs> he had this guy just slowly walking. It was so fucking funny. It was like five minutes. This guy's just slowly tailing him around this his front yard. And he's just whispering, just like barely audible. Um,
2: That's so funny, dude. Yeah,
0: an, another one. Now, this is one that I made up myself. So I took a lot of pride in it. Because a lot of the, the different approaches, you know, they get passed down years to years and whatever else. This one, uh, I came up with myself. I had my fanny pack right i used to just shove pens in my fanny pack so this one day um i decided it would be cool if i just started throwing those in the air when i was approaching somebody and i keep eye contact the whole time and i just try to catch them
1: <laughs>
0: so yes, right. i'm like staring at somebody i'm talking and i'm like yeah yeah so anyway and i'm just like putting my hand out here and the pens falling like over here and i'm just like randomly just <laughs> trying to catch pens while they're just falling like nowhere near my hands all the whole time <laughs> um Oh, but yeah, yeah we did a lot um actually do you remember the story about the one guy who like climbed on top of somebody's he had a first year climb on top of their house and he went to go demo him, and he just held his hands like this and then the person dropped the book in his hands from the oh. of their house
1: dude like, oh, I not- right
0: here and then the person's like what the fuck
1: just happened bro i did that from uh there was like uh the garage was like down below the porch and the porch was up higher and when I was following a manager, I threw it from below. They couldn't see me, and it was a flying. And then book they, yeah, they, they yeah, the, the flying
0: book thing. came like um, on top of the
1: house. That's crazy.
0: That was good. Oh, actually, you know, this was some. Uh, this was something I did too that I thought was the best. Um, was besides scratch and sniff, which I'll get into in a second. Scratch yes. and sniff was literally the best. Um, but this one was, <laughs> this one was so fun. Whenever you sat down with somebody and. The kid just wasn't into it at all or somebody just what like they're just they're just not they're like not a buyer. No chance in hell. So you would just go to like the U.S. president section or something. And then you just read like a random thing. You're like, do you know, like Thomas Jefferson's the third president. How cool is that? And they're like, that's not that cool. Then you just whoosh, rip the page out and then you flip to another page. <laughs> I did, you do that at the end of the summer. I did that at the end of the summer. With or guy. with the
2: old book. Wow. Like your sample case is just old.
0: Uh, yeah, this this one kid was just like, he was just like a douchebag kid. I don't know. I probably ripped out like 25 pages right in front of him. I was Whoa. just ripping my sample page out. I'm like,
1: mitochondria? Are you kidding me? He's like,
0: next. <laughs> like, just
1: do a whole page of conjugations. He's like, Wow. next.
0: <laughs> That's um,
2: hilarious. That's really yeah, good.
0: No, it's, it's so funny. His dad was looking at me like, this kid's batshit crazy. Um, but anyway, back to the day I was following Wyatt. So he's doing the whisper approach with people. Um, he did that, me waving at everybody every day. And then we come back to this back cul-de-sac and this guy opens the door. He passed away 350 pounds at least. Like I, this guy was huge. He weighs a solid 350. He comes out, he starts talking to Wyatt. I'm a little bit far away and I'm like, what the hell are they saying? And then the guy closes the door. Why? Turns back at me. He said, "Dude, he said his dad's coming out." And I'm like, "What the fuck? His dad's coming out?" This guy looked like like he looked like a 350 year old or 350 pound, 45 year old man. You know what I'm saying? Then he says his dad's come out. His dad comes out. And it was basically like Peppa Pig and then like Papa Pig, like this thing. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was fucking huge, <laughs> hairy and shit, like
1: huge. Oh my and god!
0: He goes out and it looks like he's like kind of goes for a handshake for Wyatt or something, and then he like kind of stumbles and he like pushes Wyatt back a little bit, and it looked like they were about to fight. And like they start yelling at each other and shit. And I'm like, this dude's seven hundred pounds, dude. He throws a punch. I'm out. Like I don't know what we're doing here. Um. And so they, like, they, like, got into it a little bit. And then Wyatt backed off. And um, I still remember, I was, like, like he was heated. And I was, like, cooling him off and stuff. And then he ended up selling, like, three houses in a row after that with cool-ass people. We're just messing around, yeah, yeah. having a good day. Um, but, yeah, no, that was definitely, like, that guy, like, actually trying to fight Wyatt was, like, one of the craziest things uh, that oh, I had oh, happen yeah. on the door, especially, and it was, like, it was like you beat the final boss, and then he has like a phase two in like a video.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Like here comes phase two.
0: World. Like we're going down now. Yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. Yeah, um, that's wild. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, another good story too. Now this is more of the negative side of things, but uh, this was my first summer when I went to deliver. I don't know if you guys have ever had an experience like this but i pull up to this one house i'm delivering they just bought a social studies book. i actually remember the family and everything mad cool dad was like sent a basketball hoop or some shit when i was there he was like kind and of i haven't the wife ends up saying hey we'll just take one book so they just got the social studies i go to deliver the whole place is black like the whole house black no not a light on nothing I go back there like three, four times. The last time I go there, it's still pitch black, but I knock on the door like four times. I'm like, this is the last time or else I'm just going to leave with your money. Like, I'm not giving you half back and you're not getting the book. So you're screwed. So I don't want to do that. So I go back like the fourth time and I'm banging on this door that has no lights on. This guy walks out with a fucking shotgun and literally goes, (laughs) You knock on my door one more month and you know, starts going in on me. And I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, you bought these books, you bought these books, whatever. And then he ends up telling me, he's like, whatever that stupid slut bought, I don't give a fuck, I don't want none of it. Get out of here before I blast you on your way <laughs> whatever. Oh, Damn. so I made like 60 bucks that day, which was sick. And then I got to return yeah. the book of, and that was cool. But that was like the craziest delivery I ever had. Yeah, I guess they got wow. it. <laughs> They got, they got, they divorced. got, they got after
2: divorced after they bought your book.
0: After they bought my books, they you got left,
2: them. and they were like, "I told you not to buy photos." She's like, <laughs> yeah. "Listen, Tom, not yeah. again, not in yeah. front of the kids." And I'm i of went through my head because it was only like
0: a month before that. It, like it was, yeah, right. it wasn't that long ago. He's like, "Oh, I remember you. You son of a bitch. You got fucking ten seconds." I'm like, "Wow, All right. I'm already out, yeah. dude. Don't worry yeah. about it." Yeah, Indiana That's was. If you wanted to get met with a gun at the door, Indiana is the place to sell. Let me tell you, Harrison County, that's the spot. (laughs) Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, I live in Pennsylvania. I don't. I don't doubt that one either. (laughs) (laughs) I was was, was was up in Holmesdale.
2: I was up in Holmesdale, just standing. Yeah, you're gonna definitely.
0: Years. That's about thirty minutes. I just heard. Did you hear that?
2: Thirty minutes from your house
0: yeah that That's makes a sense. lot of crazy. that Dude, lot that,
2: of that summer i had the craziest like coincidence type event in my life i think i've told this in a different episode uh but the, it, i I've, i have like the odds of what the person i met was just like what are the odds of this it was crazy honesville is a different place
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was
0: always cool selling awards, to to like alumni and stuff too because uh, i'm sure yeah. like everybody sold to at least one alumni it's, it's crazy how oh, many yeah. people are spread out all over the place i i oh, yeah. ever did Really, I sold. I sold to an alumni's wife, and then I, you know what's crazy? I sold to an alumni's parents, who obviously you know their son was like forty or something. But I sold to the parents. They're like, "Dang, we really want to buy books. We just don't have anything for you." I'm like, "You know what? A lot of great families have been doing is just buying them and donating them to the church." Yeah. And that was the first time I ever said that, and it worked for a six book set or something like, We're keeping that one for the rich people. Oh yeah, rich grandparents. We're using that one again. Um, <laughs> so. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Uh, what else was I got? I was going to say one more thing. Oh, yeah, Scratch and Sniff stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, these are – that is, I think, to me, this is the pinnacle of having fun on the book field is yeah. when you get out your Ask Me's or your whatever books. and Explain then you...
2: Explain what the Ask Me's are so that – they Oh, so, the Ask me might have uh, forgot or whatever.
0: I was going to say I could explain or I could just show you. Uh, I don't know if I have an Ask Me here. Never mind. I have one somewhere else. Right. But um, – Basically, just a book with like animals and stuff in it. Uh, ask me, so the ones with all the questions that give you cool answers like why are flamingos pink because it's the food they eat. What? Um, yeah. so it would just be things like that. I used to use it with the Mufus a lot, or the
1: what's the Mufus? My Fun with Words, there's yeah. the My Color Books, or yeah. Whatever. I don't
0: know, I, I used it with one of the samples in there because I would like start with like an apple and then like the next page, I'd flip and I'd scratch a cow. And then I'd have them sniff the cow after I had them sniff like an apple.
1: Oh, yeah, like the my like,
0: color books, the my Yeah, yeah, yeah. And old people, they would always like go for it. And like <laughs> literally, I'd say probably 70 to 80% of the time, they said that they'd smell of it. Like, oh, you smell it? It <laughs> smells like apples. They're like, oh, I smell smells just like the <laughs> orchard. Oh, it smells so good. And I'm like, yeah, hey, you smell <laughs> cow? And they're like, oh, what
1: the fuck you? That's the testing. And I'm like, wow. yeah, it's not really
0: scrapped and sniff either, but, you know, you smell the apple, so buy free kids. Um,
2: you find out how much people are full of shit when you do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much fun. I love I those grandparents, though, man. Let me tell you. The amount of full kids sets I sold to grandmas made up at least half the units I've ever sold.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Like grandmas,
0: Christmas presents for the kiddos who value education and fun. Ooh, there's nothing like
1: it. Yeah, my quickest sale ever was like a three minute exchange at the door with a a grandma who's like, Wait, you're from Nebraska? Wait, you drove all the way to Vermont? Wow, you're working hard. I'm going to get this for my grandkids. Stay right there. Runs, (laughs) grab the checkbook. Okay, how much is it? Awesome. Okay, wait, and then it was like, where are we going to deliver this to? Am I going to send it to them far away because they live in you know a different part yeah. of the country? It was great. I love it. You know, did you ever uh, did you ever sell to somebody who like you had no idea what was going on? Yeah, I mean that that was an example for a second. The very first time I had someone like I did like a like a rhythm well, knock like
0: of- like what they're going to do with the books. I mean, like somebody oh. who like I have no idea why these guys bought. I sold. Yeah, them. I sold ask me to this one guy who said he was a, he's like, yeah, I work at UPS. And I told him what I was doing. He invites me and in. he's super, super nice guy. And I'm just telling him everything. And I'm like, yeah, you got any kids? He's like, no, I don't have any kids. I'm like, nieces, nephews. No, I don't have any nieces, nephews. Cousins. No, I don't have any cousins. I was like, well, they go for like 80 bucks. Yeah. I'll take a set. I'm like, that's crazy. For what? Like for what? For, for himself. <laughs> just, just ask me's. And then, um, oh man, I don't know if I could pull up this picture. I just had the flashback of the century uh, my, my boy my man Ronnie ron i don't know if you ron, could pull pictures ron. up on the podcast but this oh, guy yeah, is it on your facebook um let me see if it's on my instagram i don't even know what my facebook looks like i haven't been on facebook in like 45 years um uh,
2: if it's on your instagram just you can shoot me the link and i can throw it up on the share screen for sure while you're I, pulling I, that up while you're putting that up i got um, to this guy nick were you you're gonna ask me something
1: no nah, i mean there's plenty of stories i can say to this this whole like not even knowing what's going on like i did a rhythmic yeah. knock like that and then before i could do the knock knock the dad on the other side of the door knock knocked back and then i'm like standing there like what the what's what's going on and he like answers the door and he's like super excited like hey yeah i used to be in sales you're knocking door to door what are you selling okay kids books all right just give me the cheapest thing I'm just like, well, how old are your kids? They're like five, or, you know, seven or eight. Well, here, get the Ask Me's instead. It just buys them yeah. right there. It was great. Yeah.
2: I would get, I I'd get things where, and this is not to be negative, but I would, I would, I I never sold to these families, but it was always rough when you would knock on the door and you could tell like there was like abuse or something going on. Or, yeah. like, well, you couldn't tell, you couldn't tell for sure, but you're like, this dynamic is really weird. Yeah, and and you couldn't even place it. it. Could it could be just that like the family was just overall not in a good spot, or like something was going on, but like, uh or like a mom whose behavior would completely change if dad came home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. or dad whose behavior oh, when you would make the sale, and then someone comes home, home
0: and says no sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, 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 oh, I uh, hated, the, I traffic. hated. It. Yeah. Dad oh, dude, there's, home, there's... just says, "Nah, we're good." Doesn't doesn't there, matter. What yeah, <laughs> like, there's
2: moments people. I remember. I can't tell you when this happened, but I remember knocking on the door. Nobody came to the door, but I, there was cars in the driveway, and I was like, "What the hell?" And then like I, you know, you'd go down the street or whatever, and then you would like watch someone leave the house. You know, what I'm talking about that would happen oh, at the yeah, same classic. house. You would, like nobody, in, your home <laughs> behind HBHers. But yeah, one time, yeah. like one time that happened, and I saw a lady leaving, and she was like wearing like a dress, like that could have been from the night before Ooh. or something, and I'm like... <gasps> and then, you know, you'd go back, you're like, that must have been mom or whatever, and you go back and it mom's like not the same blonde lady. It's like some brunette lady, Ooh. and you're like, whoa, shit. That's crazy.
0: Or you get crazy. some of the... I used to get some of the little, the frisky single moms that are like, yeah, <laughs> 40. yeah. I gotta <laughs> go to the next house, lady. I'm sorry. No, um, Pennsylvania.
2: <laughs> speaking of Pennsylvania, bro, I told I'll this story in another podcast, it. but I had a mom barter a massage. Like she was a professional masseuse. She had she bartered a massage for the second half of the mufus and I was like,
0: whoa. And she wanted. Oh, me? if you pull up yeah. my Facebook, my Aaron the Bookman Raleigh page, there's a picture.
2: Okay, let me try to find it. If you have it, you can send me the link on the chat of the thing, and then yeah, can, uh, this is hilarious. I love doing this because you get this, some funny pictures.
0: No, this this picture is it's going to be probably the best picture you've got on the podcast. Let's see, let's see. Here we go. Okay, so on. I got
2: I got you right here, Aaron the Bookman. All and right, scrolling down.
0: Um, and then yeah, in the photos, in the photos, if you scroll down you're going to have to go past like all the product knowledge and stuff a little bit. Okay. You should, uh, let's see. Let's see.
2: I see the back of your car from Pennsylvania. I see it. The, okay. The okay.
0: Yep. 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 Now, if you, do you see the picture of me with the cop?
2: No, but I see with Les Schaefer. I see with some other book guys.
0: It's probably, uh, yeah. do you see me with like all the dogs?
2: Uh, not yet. This is, I see with the flag, Croatia flag. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my, this is I guess, so funny to look back, dude.
0: I, I have like a, uh, I have like a, like a sizzler, a sizzler thing, and there's like customer pictures. Um,
2: okay, see with the dogs.
0: All right, all right. So look right next to the one with the dogs. You should see me with. It's like right above it. It's me with this guy with like a hat on, and he has like hangers on his porch, and I'm like crouched there with a the thumbs up.
2: Hangers. No, I don't see it. well here. I'll just do this. I'm gonna share a screen. Sorry yeah, for anybody yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see
1: it. I found it. It's right next to the dog picture. It's the one to the Category, left. Yeah,
0: with my man running Ron.
1: Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. All right.
0: All right. All right. So that one, right? Uh go up to the right. No, two more to the right. Oh, this guy was a character too.
2: Oh, uh, this guy. Oh boy. That, that oh, last
0: wow. that last one to the left. That lady did not speak any English at all. The, this one, none of these kids, they didn't speak any English. <laughs> no idea how I sold them. Just was, Interesting. just was talking pesos. You know.
1: Um, zoom in on this on What tell us about yes, this? Actually. zoom in on this guy, Ronnie. Now this guy, it's the it's the plus button on the screen. <laughs> bought nope, some kiddos. No, no di- it's not on, on the picture. Bought some kiddos <laughs> think- line line. Oh,
0: dictionaries. Okay. He bought ki- kids dictionaries for kiddos who may need them. This guy had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> he was in the back looks like it. this was down so this is like you go down like a dirt road that you see like a big like like if you know if you ever seen like a like a big like uh like power thing or like a power red, what are those things called like just the triangle things yeah yeah Transformers and like and all yeah, yeah yeah like a big transformer thing there's like a dirt road that it looks like it's like one of the paths to like go back there to like that's just like gated around a transformer that someone just goes back there to work on Turns out the shack was back there, too, and that's where my boy Ronnie Ron was living, posted up back in the woods, dude. Literally couldn't see his house from the road, couldn't see anything else. He's just – literally, he was just sitting back there when we got there. Like, he was waiting for us. (laughs) I ended up going through everything. I only – I sold him just my phone with words. Didn't even give him the two two set, just the Mufus.
1: Dude, I just want to point out the awesome (laughs) caption. My main man, Ronnie Ronald (laughs) – Picking up some kids' dictionaries for kiddos who may need them. What a noble guy! <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he uh, man, he
0: had no he had no idea what was going on. But uh I asked him what his name was, and he just kept saying Ronnie. I'm like, "What's your last name?" He's like, "Ronnie." I'm like, all right, Ronnie oh, Ronald, it go. is then. You know, there it is um and me and ben goodman yeah we were back there with this guy we probably talked to him for like 20 minutes because i like tried to not sell him the books yeah i was like i was like what are you gonna do with these and he's like "Ah, i want them i could just give them to some kids (laughs) Uh (laughs) what what kids are you gonna see back here ronnie i don't want to be a part of it um that's epic dude yeah yeah it's cool it's funny going back through all these uh all the old oh, pictures yeah. and everything For real even and how you how you actually remember most the customers too is it's crazy yeah um, oh yeah yeah,
2: but, yeah. It, it, if you see the pictures I, i'm glad that we started keeping track i actually deleted my page so i don't even know how to get access to it back because i permanently uh, deleted it so mm, but yeah. i do have some like that you go to my instagram and you scroll down and you're like whoa this is i remember
1: these people yeah
2: i i started doing i don't know why they don't do this i told this to shane blake and i don't know why he never adop- he thought it was a good idea yeah, yeah. And I never adopted it but i started doing videos because people stop
0: I, the videos you know what's crazy i told ryan davis that the year before i left i said ryan nobody looks at pictures and reads captions like nobody's mm-hmm. gonna read any of these captions i said we should just make five six seven second videos that people will watch with the family
2: yeah i did so if on my and page thought, there was like that's what you did like that. i'm and glad talk, somebody did that i talked and i would get testimonials I I never got a chance I would get testimonials and yeah. I try to make them as funny as possible. It took like an extra 10 minutes sometimes, but it was so helpful. Like one mm-hmm. time I bought, I sold this lady, some Explorer learns and I'm like, Hey guys, I'm here with the Johnsons and they just got some exploring learns, buddy. Why are you excited about him? And he's like, I like all the animal facts. And then I was like, mom, what are you excited about? And she's like, I just like how easy it is to learn blah, 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 And I'm like, all right, if you see me in the neighborhood, you know, make sure. And I did it on their Facebook page. She would share the video to me and then I'd post it on mine. Yeah. I'm like, this is genius. My PR was great that summer.
0: I asked um, – I, I literally talked to Ryan. That's really cool that you said that because I talked to Ryan Davis about that the year before I stopped selling because um, I was part of that what whatever focus group it was that he was Yeah, a part of. Sarah Maddock oh, yeah. was telling us about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There was a focus group where it was just like um, things like that. I was part of that group and I, I remember – I remember talking about that. And then I also told him to sell fanny packs, Southwestern fanny packs at sales school. And I think he did the next year, which is cool.
1: Well, uh, check out the fanny packs that Ponytails You guys have Ponytails. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. That's right. Actually, we should start plugging those because they're going to be coming. They're not exactly the same ones, but they are going to be there, there. So oh, make yeah. sure you guys check we out our merch.
1: Awesome. We're getting our website cooking here this week. We'll... I don't, It's been it's been a process. V Designly, they're our website guys, and we're gonna um, get our website either this week or in the in the next coming weeks, where you can purchase merch and check out all our you know stuff with being a Patreon supporter and all that good stuff. That's what that looks like. Look at that fanny pack, that pony pack. That's great, pony pack. Yeah, baby, man. Fanny packs underrated. Yeah, Yeah. they're great.
0: Dude,
2: man, this has been a this has been a blast. This has been a blast, brother. Fun <laughs> episode.
0: Yeah, thank you guys fun. for having me. Yeah, sure. did
2: you have fun? Did you have a good time?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. I love talking. Hell
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, as we're signing off here, a couple of things. Uh, a word from one other party that we have, and then state, Please don't. If you, I would say, do not close this at this point because we have some big announcements coming up. So if you want to hear about stuff, people coming up, and uh, things coming up for Bizler, I would stick around and listen a little bit. But uh, a quick word. From uh, NI Energy, my um, friends over at uh, Nlight Julio Hernandez is a DSL former DSL, and the guy is a stud to work with and for. So, if you guys are looking for a summer gig, or if you are in need of solar and you are in one of the states we sell in, call us. We'll figure out how to get we you. You sell in all states. We sell in all states, but like there's like a high concentration of book people in Florida, for example. We want, so, to, we want to
1: hit up Alaska, Alaska. Let's is go to Alaska. Nice. Anyway, yeah. the
2: point is, it's we talked about this. We alluded to this. Great money, flexible hours. Uh, we have a guy who is well on his way of making two hundred plus thousand, and he just had a baby and is able to work around that. Per, you know that priority, so we can get you guys in touch Julio if you sold That's books. You get an automatic any, interview
1: same time and date that I was born but 28 yeah. years later, just saying even yeah. the same day of the week, Benjamin, pretty cool. Benjamin Black. So anyway, on that
2: note, that's great. Now some announcements really quick. Um, Yes. Our website might actually be more towards the end of February. Uh, I was in touch with the V selling ah, guys, but it. the it's worth the wait. If you guys need a website, let us know. We are going to have an amazing website where you can actually tune into all the episodes, catch all the pro- previous episodes, whether it's Spotify or YouTube or Apple cat podcast. Speaking of which, please subscribe. It's the best way you can support us. To any of those and all of those things um and then we will also have merch that you can buy on there as well as if you want to become our fan uh paid fans actually are going to get some perks so we are never going to charge people for content that's always going to be free however there's going to be some amazing perks that you're going to be able to get but for being a fan and there's different like packages you can go below 15 dollars, above 15 dollars, or about 50 dollars is what we're looking into right now and the coolest beer. the coolest thing is we're going to have a beer And so you can order, uh, you can be part of a a select group of people who get your beer shipped to you. Of along with, um, where there's there's a lot in the works. But actually, being a part of the fan, you actually get to vote on how this is actually all going to work out. So get into those right now, so you can get have like a say in this. But the way we're thinking about doing it right now is for certain different things, you get units for watching, sharing, liking. Uh, how much, how many dollars that you pay a month? We're gonna do units, and so then we'll send it up. Yeah, and then we're gonna send out a pace setter saying who is in the lead for certain things, certain packages or winners or certain levels might get you free Bizzler trip, it might get you free beer. It depends on we're still talking about it, but you can be all a part of how the back run uh, fan base works. If you're a fan, uh paid fan, you get access to our stable group, which is join a secret the
1: stable. Group.
2: We have online on our Facebook. Uh, It's a separate; you got to be. We it's a private group, so we you know only select fans get in, and you can vote on the happenings of the podcast. You can also. Uh, meet with our sponsors have uh, you know uh, we're talking about like getting to do some meet and greets with some of our guests as well there's a whole it's a whole variety of things we're working on and you get to be a part of it and help us grow this thing uh, together so it's not just us and our fans it's all of us together so be a part of something that's fun and big and cool uh, if you think that's who we are Um, and then also big uh, season three finale uh, this thursday our man Lee McCroskey, McCroskey Doctor Rock, meow. in the <laughs> house, live yeah. and on the air at seven central this Thursday. He is going to be a lot of fun, and oh, yeah. so uh, he's a f- King, he's King, a fun guy King to talk Jedi. to. You.
0: you guys, huh? Isn't that your master What's Jedi? That? Isn't that your master Jedi? Yeah. You force
2: guys? Oh, kind of. Oh, uh, Grant we- Greeter is the master. Ahead,
1: yeah, he, he sold from kansas ku um what he did um was ryan davis's job before ryan davis took it over so he always got up on stage of sales school yeah okay, okay okay okay. yeah so he was, he was i thought he was uh i thought
0: he was i thought he was mixed into the force gang too no? he, he, he kind of so A his descendants bit,
2: yeah. became uh, who ended okay. up being who recruited grant and then so he's like yeah he's like he's like not anakin skywalker but he's like way before Okay. He's the Yoda in a way. Um, but he's so f- if you know who that is, if you're familiar with the McCrosky, you know just listening to him it's talk so is hilarious. It's it's full uh, of energy, it's well done. It's well he's obviously gonna tell his very famous uh dirt pile story, but uncensored ponytail style. Um, and so it's going to be a lot of fun to even just tune in for that. Be sure to be live on that. Tell your friends, tell your kids, and tell your husbands because we make making everybody laugh out here um, yeah. on that note. Um, any announcements I'm missing, Nick?
1: Not not much at all, man. Let's uh, keep the gravy train moving forward. Stay uh, tuned for all these awesome episodes. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know who's upcoming in this next season because it's, you know, season ends, and then we're picking up two days later or three days later yeah. for – the next so, season but we're making yeah. progress if, yeah if you haven't noticed
2: every season we change it up and we do something new and cooler so as we start growing because we have been and it's so much fun it's we are very thankful for everyone who listens in if you're listening in live that's even the best probably but we are super thankful for the growth that we're seeing it's organic it's real we're starting to hear from people all over the alumni network um as they tune in and start discovering who we are and we discover who they are there's people that we have messaged us this week who we don't even know, and nobody that we know that sold knows them. So we're starting to find yeah. some of that the outer circle of the 150000 which is really cool. So on that note, tune in for the next episode. Aaron, thanks so much, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah, no problem. You guys, everyone be back on again, have any questions, or if you have somebody who might want to work for Active, feel free to send their contact yeah. to me or Nick. Or I if you guys uh, want yourself, yeah, you can reach out to me on Instagram or whatever else i'm not really on social media too much but i'll get back to you eventually yeah and if you
2: forget if you forget the name of the company or whatever you just know that you wanted that job that does the bug juice just make sure you reach out to us at the very least and we will put you in touch with these guys so there's plenty of ways to get a hold of you um if you are interested in working with active this summer or the upcoming summers and make beaucoup de money also nick i can't wait to the next episode because you get better looking every time but thanks bro that's a fact (laughs) so on that note see you guys have a good one Peace. Thanks for having me. Later.